Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! Love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to the piano at the 50, high running down, Oakland football, and I think Oakland victory. The Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Why, thank you, Brett Musburger. What is up, Raider Nation? Appreciate you joining us tonight live at Murph's Fan Cave for episode number 279 of this little show that we do called Raiders Fan Radio, where occasionally we talk about the Raiders and sometimes we talk about buttholes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> hey, all. <laughs> Only 10 to 15% of the time, though, that we talk about that. But anyways, we appreciate you uh, joining us here for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Got a packed house tonight and cannot wait to introduce everybody in our four-man booth tonight. Uh, and we got so much to get to to talk about uh, our favorite football team, uh, for the most part, uh, <laughs> which, is the, which is the Raiders. And though we're starting to get into the offseason, there's still plenty of Raider news uh, to get out there and, and talk to you all about. And so appreciate you joining us uh, for this episode of two 
279. Um, if you're new to the show, uh, we appreciate you joining us from either the YouTubes at uh, youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio, or if you're joining us on the audio version of the podcast, which you can find us on any audio podcast service. And we just ask you one favor, uh, if you would do us a solid and hit the like, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe, write a review, tell your friends about us, anything you can do to help promote Raiders Fan Radio, we would be uh, very appreciative of. And the reason we ask you for that is that uh, we give all of our money away around here to what we uh, are. We have formed the nonprofit, uh, the nonprofit of the One Nation Foundation, which we give to all Raiders related charities. And so whether that's advertising opportunities we get, direct donations, whatever that is, we give all that money away. So if you would just do us a favor, please, and just and just hit that button. Even if, for those of you that can't contribute monetarily to the foundation, man, just help promote this show and then that'll take care of it. So and all that is incredibly, incredibly valuable. So we appreciate you for doing that. All right. So as I mentioned, we've got a full fan cave tonight. So first, let me go ahead and turn it over to my best friend's best friend in yours. <laughs> that is, of course, the woman that adorns the southern annex of the western annex of the Merce fan cave desk, the one and only Michelle Sweat. Hey. Hey, hey. It just it feels like it's been a really, I know it's just been a week or right, two weeks. It feels like it's been an eternity since I've been in the fan cave. So it feels good to be back. Well, the last time uh, you were here, we got the snot kicked out of us <laughs> by the chief. Yeah. So, so yeah, I probably yeah, yeah. like just forgot about that, wiped it from my brain. So Sorry it, it to bring just, that up. Yeah. I'm sorry to bring up old shit. God. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, don't, don't bring it up again. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, okay. So y'all are going to be really excited. You're in for a treat because. To my right is QB Jeff, who is, he's going to bring it tonight. So he's going to give you all the information you want to hear. So what's up, QB Jeff? Hey, Welcome to the podcast. Glad, to, glad yeah. to be here. Glad so, to be back. It's been a while since, I think the Fannies was the last time. So I, I know. Wow. It's been a hot minute. So you are adorning the Eastern Annex of the Southern Annex of the Western <laughs> Annex of the Merce Fan Cave Desk. I'm holding it down. Holding it down, man. We appreciate you joining us tonight. Well, appreciate so, you having me as uh, always. Uh, Jeff's always got a great uh, sense of takes, not only mm-hmm. your Raider takes, and you've got a long history of, of Raider takes, uh, but also your insight on college football. Yeah. Uh, and and tell us why you have such a great insight to college football. Yeah, well, I played uh, quarterback at Middle Tennessee State University here in Murfreesboro, um, and then uh, some of me and my former teammates started a podcast a couple years back, and uh, we cover the Group of Five uh, college football conferences. So we're a Group of Five guys. You can find us at Group of Five Guys on any of the social medias, uh, Group of Five Guys dot com, and we cover you know the MAC, the American, Mountain West. Uh, Conference USA, all the all the the group of five football conferences and what's going on because in our opinion they don't get enough love. I mean, there's good football being played all over the country in college football and not enough being talked about those guys. And I mean, Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, it's just a couple of our Raiders that are group of five guys. So. And we got the draft coming up before uh, before long, so there's going to be a lot of sleepers in this draft. We need to keep our eye out for. Absolutely, and Meek Robertson is Absolutely. like we got a lot of them. Would uh, let's see. So Meek, so that was it was funny. Louisiana Tech, I believe. Yeah, they were rival MTSU, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. I mean, there's there's guys all over the place, and I think you can find, and we'll get into it later, but. A lot of uh, steals in the draft and later rounds on guys that people just kind of overlook because they don't think they play anybody. So, And you and your team, your, your group of five guys, you're going to be down at the yeah. Senior Bowl this year. We it's, will be. We'll be down at the Senior Bowl uh, February 2nd through the 5th. So uh, we'll be able to get a, a close view and interview as many players as we can. And then uh, our own defense coordinator is going to be there. Heck found yeah, that out today. man. So 
be able to hopefully, if I can, I'm going to try and get an interview with him. Oh, Ask him awesome. what the hell is going on this past season. <laughs> That's a great question. What are you doing? <laughs> Jeez, least, uh, I appreciate you having me, Murph. Yeah, man, absolutely. Great to have you back on, uh, Jeff. And of course, also, as you can see there in his logo there, the proprietor of the great Domenico's That's Italian right. Deli, where we are. That's the, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the official fuel of Raiders fan radio around here. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. You know, so it's funny. So, you know, how Google does the timelines or whatever, you know, you can like look to see where you've gone the most. Yeah. You know? So um, I got my Google timeline for. <laughs> 2022 my house the gym <laughs> and number three was Domenico's Italian Deli yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about that's awesome. you keep building those credits Murph you're gonna have a stake in the business <laughs> that's my goal that's my goal I do a silent uh, partnership not takeover because I couldn't do it any better than you do so I'll just be a silent Appreciate partner it. there absolutely uh, alright so we got we got four people in the booth tonight and we are so thankful for all of our guests so newcomer to Raiders fan radio, you've heard us talk about him quite a bit because he is now the guy. Everybody's got to have a you have a good money guy, you oh, have yeah. a good numbers yeah. guy, oh, yeah. right? When you have an official foundation, official uh, nonprofit like we do, you have somebody who knows what the hell they're doing, not some dopey idiot that talks about the Raiders <laughs> and buttholes in his bonus room, right? You got to have somebody that really for real knows what they're doing. And so this guy uh, reached out to us. Uh, gosh, it's been a hot minute ago now. Uh, got in touch through the Silver and Black Today show uh, due to our, our our buddy Scott Gilbranson, and uh, and not only did he offer up to be uh, to help us with our money management of the nonprofit, but also has really jumped in. And he's, he's he's now board of the part of the board of directors for the One Nation Foundation, and has been an awesome resource for us. Uh, just his his ideas, um, the actions that he's taken already with within the One Nation Foundation, and the things he does to promote Raiders Fan Radio. But seriously, like I could pontificate about this guy for a hot minute has done an incredible job and we are so thankful to welcome to the for the first time our good friend cpa joel what's up up, brother nothing much how about you guys good man so how does it feel to uh to adorn the microphone for the first time it's good i was getting a little vertigo as you were naming (laughs) um you'll you'll probably learn why accountants aren't on air talent most of the time Uh, but no i'm 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 pleased to be here this is uh, under better circumstances than when i left last time i was at the house so oh my gosh yeah Um, well you're here for that that uh that uh, illustrious chief's loss weren't you yeah yeah Mm. that was uh that was brutal that was pretty brutal that was pretty brutal so speaking of the one nation foundation so we are we are we are really amping up the fundraising this year and uh, we've talked about it up for a hot minute now on this show about the things that we're going to do to to drive uh funds into the one nation foundation of course and give to the blitnikoffs and any other raiders related charities along the way and you've got a, an, an item there in front of you uh mm-hmm. joel that uh, well, let's let's go ahead and show that thing off and talk about it because you are a, you are a key component in us uh, attaining a lot of the signatures that are on that football mm-hmm. yeah so this is a uh, bespoke custom raiders uh piece of uh, paraphernalia here it has three super bowl mvp uh signatures all three of them obviously raiders along with several other Raiders famous uh, players, I mean, Kennedy, Rod Martin. Um, it's got Shooter McGavin, the actor. I don't, Shooter. Even, know, Shooter. I don't even know his real name, so I just call him Shooter. Christopher McDonald. <laughs> there you go, Christopher yeah. McDonald. This was uh, gotten uh, when we were at the Blitnikoff Foundation dinner. Um, there are two of these balls. They are awesome. Um, do you want to announce the... the... Go for it. Okay. Do it, yeah. Take... Uh, so these are going to be bid on. These aren't going to just be uh, Super Chat bids, but these are going to be bid on. We'll get into the details of how you can submit those bids. Um, minimum reserve is twenty five hundred dollars yep. because this is really one of the, the one of the few times in in your lives you're going to get be, be able to own a piece of Raiders history that has all of this legacy mm-hmm. in one spot. 
Um, it's plus, a one of two. Yeah, yeah, we've so, got yeah, two of them. Michelle's yeah, got the other it. one over there. No other ones like um, it. That's it, and it's you know it's a completely unique piece because like like Joel said, you got all three Raiders Super Bowl MVPs, plus the Raiders all time sack leader, plus freaking you know the, the hitman George Atkinson, yeah. plus the stalwart left tackle Lincoln Kennedy, and Shooter McGavin. So like <laughs> it's literally nothing else. A completely unique, unique piece. So yeah. yeah. So if, if 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 you feel so inclined and you've got the funds. And, and, and want to drop us an offer that's above twenty five hundred dollars or right at it. We'll start. We're going to start there. Uh, send it to show. That's S H O W at RaidersFanRadio.com, and uh, and we're just going to take the highest bidder. We did this with a Will Compton uh, signed jersey and had a phenomenal response by by doing it this way. So we're going to start off like this. If not, we might think about doing maybe an auction house or some other things. Uh, but we really want to get this money to drive the foundation because that's at a minimum that's five grand sitting right here that we can we can get for the foundation. And look, if you look at other pieces that are signed by all three Super Bowl MVPs, they kind of start at two and work their way up. So uh, so it's 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 really a, I think a fair. Uh, uh, offer to start off with and we would really love to see it go to one of our listeners uh and somebody that that, that knows us and is familiar with our show but hey listen if you know somebody that's got the means and wants some a unique piece like that then uh, definitely let them let them know and uh because again we're looking to generate as much money as possible for the foundation so and, we appreciate you and the, the coolest part about it guys is if you get this uh ball or the other ball um, you actually have the interview with uh, yeah. Fred Britnikoff that you can reference when you show people, oh, hey, look, yeah, how awesome, right. look how awesome this is. This is where that's from. This is what he's working on. So you not only can feel good about yourself by having something really cool and can brag on your, fr- your friends and family, but then you can also be like, yeah, and it went to a great cause, yeah. so I'm a better person than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, put, but you're right. Like You could watch our video with our interviews and you could mm-hmm. see these guys going through our line, signing those balls, this jersey that's hanging up behind me, like you can see it all happen live so mm-hmm. it's a very very unique piece so anyways we appreciate you uh those of you that are considering that and uh and everybody f- from not only that to the two dollar donations in the chat to anybody that just thumbs up a, a video man we appreciate you and your support of the one nation foundation all right let me go ahead and hit some contact information and then we're going to go ahead and uh actually no we're going to do before that i can always see jeff's not here so i'm out of, i'm out of sorts on this thing we're going to talk about our episode number that's episode number 279 of Raiders Fan Radio. And when Jeff is here, uh, and he's not able to be here, he's at home with the babies tonight. He's got some sick babies, and so we wish them well. Yes. Ollie and Charlie, we're thinking about you and hope you all get to feeling better. Um, so Jeff takes our episode number and ties it back to something significant within Raider Nation. And this is, as we mentioned, episode 279. So uh, for 279, we've got this for you. Uh, in 1967, Rod Sherman, wide receiver for uh, for your Oakland Raiders, uh, returned 12 kickoffs that year. And he returned them for 279 yards. Nice. So here we go. So we appreciate you, Swag Jeff. So here we go. We're going to hit some contact info, and then we're going to jump into some respect. Hey, Raider Nation, you got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at Raiders. Careful, Uncle Mosh, your Italian is showing. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. 
Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Taki Tak. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh my God, if that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Good. Ah, not bad, not bad, not bad. That was pretty good. That was okay. That was okay. A couple villains, I think. We got new chemistry going on. You know what I mean? Not bad, not bad. All right, we'll take it. You know, not going to go undefeated in your first season. No. You know what I mean? Hey, you got to give the offense time to work, right, Creepy Jeff? Absolutely. Yeah, no one's going to go out and go to the Super Bowl year one. Unless you're Matt Stafford or Tom Brady. But I mean, whatever. <laughs> All right. So I appreciate you joining us. So uh, as I mentioned here at the top of the show, uh, we like to give a little bit of respect. We don't do props. We don't do shout outs. There's nothing wrong with those things, but we're Italian. So we like to uh, like hey. give a little bit of respect. Respect. Oh, why isn't this loud? Wait. Hey, there, there it is. is. Start it again. There we go. Press the button, nerd. Murph. Swaggy J. Nation. It's time for a little respect. You know, respect ain't bought, it ain't sold, it ain't demanded, it ain't negotiated, it's earned. And without blowing smoke or giving shameless plugs, we want to say salute and much respect to the following folks. Appreciate you being here, Swag. No, what's your name? QB Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> One too many edibles for Murph. Too many Jeffs. <laughs> too many Jeffs. Oh my gosh, got too a lot of Jeffs and one CPA. <laughs> you know what's funny? I get comments on like Twitter and like emails and stuff all the time. People are like, that's my favorite part of your show. I'm like, I'm like, okay. Good. <laughs> I'm like, good, yeah. Hey, that's my son's favorite part. Let me shout out Swag's the new shirt that I got from T Public. You in the shirt, buddy? Shit, I never know what to Yeah, it looks great, man. The new T Public. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. yes, I got it, the Budweiser one too, but I, I'll wear it next week. The Budweiser yeah, one yeah, is cool. I like the Budweiser one. Awesome. I haven't seen that one. I got to check that one. Out. Yeah, it's really, legit. It's yeah, legit. It and so, yeah, if you want any Raiders fan radios, uh, uh, gosh dang, I cannot talk tonight. <laughs> any Raiders, I always call it smirch. <laughs> like smirch. Smirch. Yeah. Uh, swag <laughs> or merch, uh, you can go to RaidersFanRadio.com. I just invented a new word, Murph. Yeah, swirch. That's like swag merch. Get our swirch on. Trademark it. <laughs> Quick, get to it before somebody accuses yeah. us of stealing their shit. Yeah. Um, Tax. 
<laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So if you want any Swartz, then you can go to RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear uh, and, and hit the DADC tab there. Well, I guess we have to change that now. Um, yeah. But hit that tab and I'll take you to our Public site. And uh, anything you buy there, 100% of the money goes to the One Nation Foundation. And that's a direct line, man. Uh, the Public folks are great. Uh, and so any of that money that we get in, in kickbacks goes straight into the foundation account, man. And they are the best. Thank you, Christina and the good folks at T Public. All right. So I mentioned here at the top of the show, we like to give some respect. So we do a lot of goofy, silly things around here, but uh, let's, uh, you know, I don't want to say get serious, but like, this is a really feel good story. Um, and I'm, we're not going to go through the entire uh, audio uh, here because it's about five minutes long. Um, but after we get through this, I would encourage you to go to the Fox, I think it's Fox five Vegas. Um, and they have it, uh, the, the full video on their Twitter profile and it is an incredibly heartwarming story uh, about a young man who had a lot of uh, health challenges early in life. He's, he's 10 years old. Uh, his name is Jeremiah, and he goes by Jeremiah 1 and 5, uh, or excuse me, 1 and 5. And, uh, and, and he's got a great story. And so despite these challenges and these things that he's had from, from birth, um, he's, he's fought through them and he's not only excelled and like this was, a, and you'll hear a little bit in the video here, this young man was not expected to talk. He was not expected to walk. He was not expected oh. to do many, many things. And, he, and yet here he is at 10 years old and, and he's thriving and he's thriving to the point to where he got the attention of, of, this, of the local Fox channel and the Raiders and he got to fulfill his dream of being a sportscaster. Oh. And so if you saw the, the, vi the video from the Raiders, you saw this young man interviewing Devontae Adams on the sideline. Well, so the Fox 5 Vegas, they, they kind of tell the story that like led into this. So I got two parts for you. Uh, and basically one is like the opening of it uh, from them. So let's go ahead and check in with that. You may have already seen him interviewing Devontae Adams, but this young viral sensation known as Jeremiah 1 in 5 has captured the attention and the hearts of more than just Raider Nation. How did he make it to the sidelines? You might not know this. It was all made possible by a letter written straight to the Fox 5 surprise squad. I wanted to nominate Jeremiah. He wasn't supposed to talk, walk, hear, any of that. So Jeremiah started doing YouTube. He does sports broadcasting on the Raiders. Intercepted by Harmon. This is his second interception of the season. He could go all the way. Raider Nation, let's go. So Jeremiah thinks he's been invited to tour at Box 5 Studios, but that's not all. All right, so so there you hear young Jeremiah. So the reason he, he chose, uh, his, his name is Jeremiah 1 and 5, is that that's the Bible passage that says, I knitted you in the womb and oh, knew you before yeah. you were born. All that. So because, again, he wasn't expected to be able to do anything, and that, like, his mother had, like, multiple strokes. Like, it was, wow. it's, this, it's this incredible story. Anyway, so, but here's a, so watch the whole thing. But here's my favorite part. So the kid, so they're they're like basically, so they, they bring him in the studio and they're introducing him to like the sports anchors and like the news anchors. And, and he's going nuts. Like for every, like he recognizes like every single one of these folks. Then he, they bring in the Raiderettes and then they bring in Daniel Carlson. This little dude, like he, I'm getting chills talking about it. It was so, I was like, oh, he take, <laughs> he takes off. Daniel Carlson's a big dude, man, yeah. right? This kid leaps into the air and like flies into <laughs> Daniel Carlson's arms at like eye level. Aww. Like, dude looks like Michael Jordan launching from the freaking three <laughs> from the awesome. free throw line. It's an absolutely heartwarming moment. So I've got that for you. Let's listen to it. Financially, I know that there's not enough income there. I just think it's time that they get a little bit of a break. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. 
Jeremiah 1 and 5. We have some fans who want to meet you. Sports director Kevin Bollinger. Sports anchor Vince Sapienza. And with the Fox 5 Surprise Squad, Faith and Kay. We are huge fans. We've all watched your YouTube videos. Lorraine, what has your and Jeremiah's journey been like? Well, where do I begin? <laughs> I mean, I'm a three-time stroke survivor. Mm. So they were thinking just the birth itself, I wouldn't make it through it. And I had three dreams of this little kid calling me mom. And I was like, that is so weird. I can't have kids. It was of Jeremiah's favorite scriptures is Jeremiah 1 and 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. These are not our children. They belong to God. God knew that I had a legacy and a destiny that I had to fulfill, so he wanted to keep me alive for a couple extra years. We actually have some more fans that want to meet this you. This is the best. The Raiderettes! The Las Vegas oh Raiders kickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> How are you doing? We're so honored to hang out with y'all today. Jeremiah, because you are such an amazing young man, we would love to invite you as our honored guest to a Las Vegas Raiders game. And we would love for you to hang out on the sideline before the game, get to do an interview with some of the players. Does that sound good? Yes! All right, there we go. So there's young <laughs> Jeremiah, man. So good. That's and so you know, good. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk already in the chat room tonight, people going back and forth about Mark Davis, and there's been a lot of talk going back and forth all for, forever, but really this past week about Derek Carr and whatnot, and like, and these are the things, like, to me, these are my favorite Raider things, because mm -hmm. these things are indisputable, like, you can think what you want about the way that the Raiders are run on the field, you can think what you want about the way they're run in, in terms of, like, coaching and all that kind of stuff, but these are the things that the Raider organization does that sets them apart from every other organization in sports. There are Endless tales like this, and uh, we really like to really lean into it in the, in the off season because you know I think these things really um, it kind of like pulls into perspective, at least for me as a fan, like what's really important. Yeah, I think it's so cool too because when you think about he he just loves the Raiders, like he doesn't understand you know the all of the shit that we yeah, you know great call out. go back and forth with, and he just loves the Raiders. He loves football. And there's something so precious about that. I know we all probably were like little, you know, and just it was so cool sitting with your dad or whatever, watching football, your mom watching football. And it's just it's just so heartwarming to see it in real time, you know, and not like have to recollect it from your childhood or whatever. It's just I don't know. It's just these are the stories that kind of bring you back down and, and you think, OK, this is what it's about. This is what yeah. makes this so special. Absolutely, yeah. you know, and so and all of us are parents, and and you know, you, you guys are both parents of, uh, of of young folks. What's it been like for you, uh, like bringing Ronan along mm -hmm. as, as like the Raider with this whole Raider thing already? Yeah, for me, um, I was born into it as well. I haven't actually seen the Raiders, you know, climb the tallest mountain. I've never been alive for that the, the Super Bowl win. Yeah. So. Um, born into it from my father and he, his dad before him. So it, for us, it is a family tradition. Uh, my father passed right before my son Ronan was born. And so this is something that I get to live out with my dad and my son because he doesn't get to be grandpa uh, to him. So, you know, Ronan has, has learned to 
Not boo as much, but he goes, <laughs> he goes stinky. And, and what do you think of Josh McDaniel's play calling? Stinky, daddy. What do you think of Derek Carr's passing? Stinky, daddy. Um, and then he looks at other football games. He'll watch college ball, and he'll be like, are the Raiders playing? I was like, no. He's like, I don't want to watch it. That's great. <laughs> so yeah, he, it's starting young because, I mean, it's it's tough being a Raiders fan, guys. Right. Go Raiders. You got to get them in young because otherwise they may not be a fan, right, Kimmy yeah. Jeff? No, absolutely. And that's all my kids have really known is, mm. is watching, as far as the NFL level, is, is the Raiders and as far, as far as college goes obviously I played for the for the Blue Raiders yeah. so my kids are Blue Raider fans but just being able to share that with my son and, and just seeing stuff like this mm. I mean that's what it's that's what it's all about because kids like that and just kids in general like he's going to remember that for the yeah. rest of his life and we don't know I mean who knows how long that kid has yeah, and I yeah. mean all of us in general yeah. but especially a kid that has all those issues like yeah. man that's I mean as much as we hate you know me personally I don't hate anybody but Dislike Mark Davis and the decisions he makes, <laughs> and, and this and that, and the, the defense, the offense. Like that's mm. to me what it's about. That's what life's about, right there. Making memories for kids mm-hmm. like that, and, and and he'll remember that forever. Absolutely. And on top of that, good news, uh, Big Shane, Raider Nation for life. Thank you for the donation, oh, yeah. man. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Big Shane, let's go. Dude. I wanted to make sure that the numbers guys got to make sure that's that the numbers right. are <laughs> hit, hit the applause over <laughs> there, Joel. Oh, if you oh, got oh, the applause oh, oh, button oh, oh, there. Oh, so yeah. Big Shane, there we go. Big Shane dropping a 99.99 in the chat. Uh, he says, "Good evening, RFR. Love y'all. A Raider Nation for life. Absolutely, brother. We can't thank you enough for that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and 100% of that money goes to our nonprofit, the One Nation Foundation, uh, where we give to Raiders-related charities like the Bolitnikoffs. And so, thank you very, very much for that. And uh, man, that's awesome. Big Shane. Big Shane has been a huge supporter of of not only this show uh, but of the foundation for for you know a while now. And we can't thank him. We don't get to what we did this last year to that $10,000 donation to the Bolitnikoffs that it weren't for big shane so thank you uh and thank you to all of you as you know but um and i always say like if i sat around and thanked everybody that was responsible for it we'd just do three hour shows <laughs> yeah. of me thanking people so uh but we appreciate you very very much all right i got one more bit of respect to get to and then we're gonna go ahead and uh let's see we're gonna hit so do you see the ones that say id over there joel yeah Okay, so when I get done with this story, just hit an ID. So, but not yet, but like, but, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch it now. <laughs> Don't push the damn button. Okay, but um, but yeah, in a second. So anyway, so uh, we're going to give a little bit of respect, and then we're going to uh, jump into uh, the Sea of Pendejos, because we found a couple this week. Um, but before we get to that, so we're finished respect, and let's go ahead and give some respect to Josh Jacobs uh, for receiving the Craig Long Award for 2023. Yeah. So congratulations. Congratulations to Josh Jacobs and much respect. So here's what the, I didn't know what this was. I'd never heard the Craig Long Award. And you would think for as long as we've been Raider fans around and stuff, you would think we would know these things, but I didn't, I didn't. And so anyways, if it's, uh, I hope maybe it's new to you as well. So Josh receives this uh, ninth annual Craig Long Award chosen by a select group of local media Uh, and facilitated by the Raiders Media Relations Department, the Craig Long Award is presented annually to the player that best exemplifies professionalism and collaboration with the media at large. Josh Jacobs totaled, as we know, 1,653 yards on the ground in 2022. Uh, Shout out Swag Jeff in his absence here for calling that shot. Swag is like, that dude's going to set a record this year (laughs) with all the offensive weapons that we have down the field. Um, Anyways, he joins Marcus Allen and Clem Daniels. Uh, as the only three players in franchise history to win a league rushing title, his rushing total is the second highest in franchise history behind Marcus Allen, who ran for 1759 in 1985. He also led the league with 93 rushing uh, first downs, 
2,053 total yards from scrimmage and was named to his second career Pro Bowl. Uh, so Craig Long uh, passed away in 2007 uh, at the age of 36. He was a valuable member of the Raiders public relations staff from 97 to 04. He was a native of Iowa and Long lived, uh, fulfilled his lifelong uh, dream, a childhood dream of working in the front office for his favorite team, the Raiders. So here's a complete list of Craig Long award winners. So Antonio Smith from 2014. Of course, the legendary Charles Woodson in 2015. Yeah. Donald Penn won it in 16. Jalen Richard um, won it in, in 17. Frosty Rucker wins it in 18. Darren Waller went back-to-back in 19 and oh. 20. Max Crosby wins it last year. And then Josh oh, Jacobs nice. wins it this year. So congratulations and much respect to Josh Jacobs. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. Perfect. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. Pendejo. <laughs> Pendejo. Pendejo. That's my favorite one. Pendejo. All right, so here we go. So here's the sea of pendejo. So we had, uh, I forget who it was, dang it. I should have had it off the top of my head. So what, we were talking about somebody that was being a knucklehead during the course of the week, and, and someone in our YouTube comments was said, that ought to be a segment. We ought to call it the Sea of Pendejos. Well, so anyway, so every once in a while, we don't do it every week, but every once in a while, we want to highlight somebody that's been a, been a pendejo. And I've got two of them for you, okay? So I got two of them for you. So here, uh, it's really tough to find pendejos. All you got to do is go to Twitter, though. Yeah. No, man. They're all over the place. All yeah. over the place, they right? just call it pendejos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so I, I, I put up a post and uh, this week uh, of basically it was our reaction video when Cleveland Farrell got drafted and it's me and Mosh and, and Aaron, the Q dog Raider. And we're all standing there in the rain in downtown Nashville, Clee Farrell gets, gets announced. We're all expecting Josh Allen. Like we're all expecting like some play. And they announced Cleveland Farrell. So the, there was basically, you hear like a gasp in the crowd <laughs> and then, then the looks on our face are like. What the heck? And then even Uncle Mosh, God bless him, he goes, who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, I, and, I, and, and, and so I said, Clean Farrell out of Clemson. And he goes, was he there? <laughs> so anyway, it's a pretty funny video. So I posted that up there for the comic relief, which is what we do around here, right? Well, here comes your pendejo, Carl Cancel Me Anderson. Mm. Carl says, the Raiders have had one number one pick since 1962. Raiders have drafted top five only a handful of times since then. Yet people like you forget history and are solely focused on what happened four years ago. I'm like, okay, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm hooked, right? I, yeah. I, I, enough to hook me. And I wrote solely focused with laughing faces. I said, bro, I'm going to be 50 years old this year. I've turned the calendar on this Raider thing a few times. And he writes back. Uh, what does your age have to do with it? Other than the fact that you're 50 <laughs> and still unable to act like an adult over sports entertainment. You people like to be miserable. You're quick to bitch and moan at any time. You don't wow. get results oh. you think you deserve. Hashtag entitled children. <laughs> Whoa. Shots fired. Right? So I write back, 
All it means is I've seen this Raiders team do a lot of different things over a lot of different years. One snapshot of that history doesn't define anything. It was just a funny moment. Now I regret responding to you and go back to being a blasted party, sunshine. And then I hit him with the take it easy, Francis. But I'm like, what is... Michelle, we, we and I talk about Twitter a lot. Oh, man, help me understand. Like, I get, like, I get if you disagree or you th- or like, no, I like the Cleve Farrell pick. Like, okay, sure. I'm not going to dispute the. But like, where is why is it that people go from zero to pissed off or zero to hate or, or zero to like? What is it? It drives me. I don't understand you know, it. I w- I wish I had an answer for you. I do not have an answer. It, Twitter seems like this special place, like because you don't see it. All, I mean. You do see it probably on Facebook comments, and and I see it like on TikTok comments and stuff, but man, there's something about Twitter that just gives people way more audacity than they should ever have like on the planet. I wish I could go into those people's houses and see them face to face. because yeah, really if we're in a sports bar real. hanging out, yeah, exactly. you're not yeah. coming at somebody face. like no that. No, there's no way you're going to say that to me. You're, we're probably going to have just a regular conversation about it, and you're going to give me your opinion. It might be different, but, man, you're not going to be that aggressive to my face. Do or you, not for long, you won't. <laughs> do you Do you guys get this on your group of five stuff ever? Oh, all the time. Do you really? All the time. Anytime we put anything out, they're like, you guys are a bunch of idiots. You don't even know. And I'm just like, but that's just how people are on Twitter, man. It, what is it? The rule of absolutes, right, Murphy? Yeah. Yeah. All or nothing. That's all yeah, that, and that's what it is. It, where's, your, where's your evidence, though? If you're, if you're against your reaction to Clee Farrell now... So where's your evidence to back up your other that he was worth it? <laughs> you don't have it because it's Absolutely. clearly not there in the stat mm. book <laughs> for that guy. <laughs> no. So, what was the I mean, hashtag entitled what? Entitled children, children Joel. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that, I got to give him at least a moral victory on at least being self-aware enough to put his tag. What is cancel me? Yeah, nobody oh, wants yeah, to talk true. to you, freaking loser. Like, <laughs> you're out here on yeah. Twitter Keyboard raging. Warrior. Like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on, get a life. Stop like ranting at people who are having fun. I'm like, that's, that's, you got to piss in people's Wheaties. Uh, Absolutely. Or pooping the Pop-Tarts, as I say. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, like, come on, man. It's like, we're just having a good time, man. It's like, we don't, this is still like, I mean, look, so you could attest this better than anybody, QB Jeff. It's a kid's game, right? It yeah. should be fun. Like, it's yes. and even though you have adults playing this kid's game and, and I love it and as we do all we do, but like we, as we do whatever the hell it is, but like, you know what I'm saying though? Like, why? I don't understand why people go so serious with it. Like, it should be fun, right? For a guy that actually played it for real. Well, like I did. hate I hate to say it, Murph, but most of these people that are on there have nothing to do with their That's life. It. And th- that is their life. That their computer is. or their phone <laughs> is like that is their platform to to sound and feel important because obviously they have no importance in their life. And I'm just glad that like Facebook was like was pretty popular when I was playing, but Twitter like wasn't quite there yet. Okay. I'm just glad because I didn't have to read any of the I mean, I read the the blogs on like when I played. And like that was, I was like, like screw these guys. They don't even know what's going on. But like I couldn't imagine like playing now with all the social media that's going on. Can you imagine like you throw one bad pass, you make one bad read, and like Twitter's. Right, if I give you a perfect example, I forgot pepperoncinis on this guy's sandwich, and he goes on a Yelp and oh, leaves me a review. It's the same people. They have nothing to yeah. do with their life. They want to come to my restaurant, have a sandwich, and they don't like it for whatever reason. They feel the need to go on there and like trash my business. Mm. It's like. That's fine. Your opinion is great. But it's like, you got to understand, like, you're affecting my livelihood when you leave, like, one stars because you didn't like the napkins or something. Like, what does that have to do with the sandwich, dude? Oh, Oh my gosh. 
It's terrible. Oh, that's my sad. God. Hey, and for a guy that's been to your restaurant literally thousands of times, ask Google. Uh, <laughs> nobody's ever forgotten my pepperoncini. Yeah, I appreciate you're, it. If you're ever in Middle Tennessee, check it out. It's yeah. awesome. Well, or, or you got another location in Alameda, right? Yeah, Alameda, California. If you're in yes. the Bay Area, go yes. check yeah. them out. That's the mothership. The mothership. Yeah, the mothership. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, all right. I got, go ahead. You guys won't talk about the Raiders. I promise we will in a minute. We, I, <laughs> we said Raiders a couple times. Fault, we were it's his fault. Blame him. Yeah, it's the Pendale's fault. Don't That's blame right. us for not yeah. talking about the Raiders. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to the Raiders. I promise. <laughs> All right. So uh, and it, we're gonna get to it in this next segment. But before we do that, uh, we got one more to share with you. So this guy, listen. Here's the thing. Do I think this guy's a pendejo? Yes. yes. But he also <laughs> is funny. And so funny is funny. And sometimes you get in the crosshairs of a joke. But, you know, listen, as, as goofy as we are around here, uh, we can we can celebrate a good joke. And so let's check in with um, Southwest attendant guy as uh, they're approaching Las Vegas. Unfortunately, due to the storms that are going through Vegas, the Vegas Raiders Stadium has been turned into a tornado relief center for the next 36 hours. Yeah, apparently touchdowns rarely ever happen there. Ah, oh, jeez. Oh, wouldn't you just hate to be wearing silver and black? Actually, you know what? I'd take that back. I would love to be wearing silver yeah. and black and be on that damn flight. 100%. I'll tell you what, I'd hate to be a Southwest employee right about now because a couple of weeks ago, yeah. it was just a, yeah. a shitstorm, and I was I got was affected by it. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let me be on a flight and an attendant say that. I'll get it out of my seat. I'll get ejected from the plane. Yeah, Southwest and their cutesy things. I know people love it. Mm. I cannot stand it. I have a beef with Southwest. I hate that airline. <laughs> uh, airline's terrible. I know. Uh, hopefully, they, they're not going to try and sponsor. The I was going to say now, we got a potential sponsor. <laughs> Don't ruin a potential sponsorship, yeah, 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 yeah. but uh, yeah, not a fan. Southwest. Uh, I love figure out Southwest. How I do too. Not I like for Southwest. what they did. Yeah, to yeah. Use no, they're normally pretty but good. But yeah. I'm never ever ever had. And one of my really good friends, she's a pilot for Southwest. So I, I really, I, I really like Southwest, but. Um, and that's in case you know they want to sponsor us. Good save, Michelle. Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> no, but I, I've always, I've always had good, um, especially like when we flew for the first time. Darius, our twenty-eight-year-old who has autism, um, they were so, so, so good to us um, when yeah. we flew. So, but also shit on them for what they did to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't anybody. <laughs> it wasn't any of the the, the Still, you know blue collar you know flight attendants or pilots. Right. Was, yeah, they. That can. was a, a, at up top. They just mishandled the ball. Boy, they but, did. Yeah, they go. did. All right, here we go. Let's talk about the Raiders. Uh, let's go ahead and check. I'm going to hit an ID here, and then uh, then we'll get into some of the news because some new shit has come to light. Are you fuckers? This is Captain Jack. You're listening to the soothing sounds of Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Uncle Mosh, and that wonderful gentleman, Swag Jeff. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> This is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Just win, baby. Who's got those West Coast vibes? Absolutely, yeah, that's Cousin Sonny's beats there, yeah. Man, I've got certain information, all right? <laughs> certain things have come to light, and, you know... Uh, you know, given the nature of all this new shit, you know, it, it, this could be a, a, a lot more uh, 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 complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? What in God's holy name are you blathering about? 
Well, I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. Yeah. New shit has come to light. All right, so we got some new shit that has come to light. So, hey, this is kind of fun. Let's talk about the Raiders. Yeah, let's do it. So the schedule hasn't been released, but we do know who our opponents are going to be uh, for next year, and we know where we're going to play them. So, of course, we got the Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos uh, at home in Vegas, but also we got the Patriots again. We've got the Jets. We've got the Packers. Ooh, Aaron Rodgers revenge game. Mm. Uh, we've got the Vikings. We've got the Steelers, and then we've got the Giants. So that'll be interesting. Um, so those are some fan bases that travel well. Mm. So, and we're going to talk a little bit about this whole takeover situation that's gone on with some of the fan bases here in a minute. Um, but before we get to that, that's interesting to consider. That I mean, the divisional opponents aside, Patriots fans travel well. Jets fans pretty well. I mean. I went to a Jets game in Oakland and there was like a smattering of Jets fans, but that was in Oakland and that yeah. was 2011. So I don't, I don't know about, have you, did you ever go see play the Jets? No, I hadn't seen, I didn't seen them or the Titans play the Jets, but I know a couple other teams I have seen on this list and they travel very well. Yeah. The Packers of, of yeah. course do oh, yeah. Vikings Steelers. Steelers. and the Steelers, man. Yeah. Now, so, um, and, and we're going to talk about it in a second again. Well, actually I'm going to save that. We'll, we'll, let's put a pin in the Steelers and, then and let's come back to that. Away teams, Kansas city, chargers, Broncos, bears. Okay. Uh, interesting playing in Chicago. Uh, then we got the lions who is, that's going to be no cakewalk. Got the Dolphins, which is cool for for us proximity wise. They're right down, they're gonna be right down the road, short flight, not a Southwest, or maybe if you sponsor us. <laughs> uh, then we've got the Bills. That's playing on the road, depending on what time of year. That could be real sketchy. And then, yeah. of course, we're gonna be in the dome against Indy. Um, I know you've been to a game in Indy, Joel. Any of those other away games that pop out at you? Think about something that you might want to go to because we don't have one in Tennessee this year. Yeah. So that like, but Indy is not far. It's like five hours from us. No, yeah, I'm I'm going to the Colts game. Miami sounds fun. I've never been to that city. Um, it looks it looks like a fun place to take in a game. And you know what? If we're winning, that will cure all these traveling problems. And then that's true. Travel. I remember going to the Titans game in 2017. Raiders Raider Nation. Oh, oh, force. It was awesome. 100. percent All three of those games. We played them three years in a row back yeah. then 16 17 and 18 man and we yeah. freaking took that place mm -hmm. over yep. absolutely all right so all right so speaking of takeover so here's really the the bigger story is that i want to i want to because we really haven't dug into it and i want to dig into it and especially with, with, with qb jeff here uh who, who like me grew up at the oakland coliseum uh you two michelle and joel you guys are la right. raider fans uh so you kind of came up through the los angeles raiders and the coliseum um, down there. Um, but something interesting about this whole takeover thing that's gone on. And so we're going to dig in on it. And I want to start off the conversation by listening to a call from your brother. Okay. So your brother, <laughs> animal mother. So for those of you who don't know, animal mother is Joel's brother. Um, he's still down there in, in LA in Southern California, just outside of LA anyways. And I thought his call this week was, was, was on point. And I thought it was a, a great kickoff to this idea about, um, not only other teams, fans coming in and taking over Allegiant Stadium, but this idea of like, what do we deserve? Because well, that was the big meme this week, right? Yeah. Was the guy at the game that held up the sign that said, we deserve better. And Animal Mother, I think, really starts to bring up some interesting points about what we as fans deserve in this takeover situation. What's up, Raiders Fan Radio? It's uh, Animal Mother calling in from uh, SoCal. Uh, I decided I was going to do a halftime call because uh, I don't know if my uh, sobriety or sanity uh, will be uh, uh, present here at the end of this game. Um, I know you guys are going to take the uh, next week off. 
well-deserved. I've been rationing your show, the last show, uh, to get me through my commute. But, uh, man, you know, I heard, uh, I heard Mark's, uh, real frustrated with the, uh, you know, presence of other fans and in the stadium and stuff like that. And, uh, I'm like, F- man, like, what do you want us to do? Like, you have the most expensive tickets in the league and you're, you're not even playing competitive games. That's all we really want, at least right now. Like, I'll settle for that. <clears throat> Play competitive. You're getting blown out, dude. Like, yeah. People don't want to pay for that. They don't want to pay to go see that. It's frustrating. You've got a fan base that has gone through move after move, you know, from Oakland to L.A. to Oakland, now to Vegas. And we stood by this team uh, through thick and thin. And uh, now you're frustrated with the fans? Well, Mark, we're f***ing frustrated with you. We're frustrated with the organization. You know? Um, yeah, man, it, it is what it is. You know, I hope I hope the, uh, the rest of this game is a little bit more competitive. We'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll call back in if things turn around. But, um, yeah, we gotta we got to fix it because it sucks, you know? And uh, maybe we're all, like, masochists, right? Because I'm still trying to figure out a way to work my finances <laughs> to pay for season tickets next year <clears throat> because I'm a fan or an idiot or a little bit of both. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a rough one. Love you guys. Love the show. Uh, stay strong. Hang in there, guys. It'll get better, maybe, hopefully. Uh, we'll see. Go Raiders. <laughs> With an enthusiastic yeah. sign off there. He did, in fact, not call back. He did, yeah, he did in fact, not call back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. He's like, I mean, I want to, we got to put that on a shirt. I'm either a fan or an idiot. Yeah, go Raiders. Man. Maybe both. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I, yeah, yeah, there we go. I'm fan or maybe both. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go again. I'm going to, I want to throw it to you, QB Jeff, first, because again, like you, you grew up in Oakland. So, uh, or Alameda, but spent a lot of time in Oakland, of course, and around the corner from the freaking Oakland Coliseum. Uh, this idea that I've heard a lot on not just Twitter, but the, there's been an the comments have been made about, well, this would have never happened in Oakland, that we would have never seen these takeovers. And, and my response to that was, yeah, but sometimes it did. And I'll never forget that game against the Steelers where we saw all those terrible towels waving in the, in the stands in Oakland. Um, I think there was a different spirit around opposing teams fans when they came to Oakland. I, and I, I've said this too, I'm not an advocate for violence. I'm not an advocate for <laughs> negative behavior. That said, people acted different in Oakland Big time. when you were wearing another team's gear because there was something about the crowd that kept them in check, okay? So there's a brashness, I would say, with opposing teams' fans. The other thing that that comes to mind is that at first, I mean, I was really down on this idea of like, wow, this is embarrassing. Like, we're... We're having false start penalties that are for home games and because it's so loud and like all these kind of things. But I think this might be a good thing. It, we know Mark Davis doesn't like to be embarrassed. I think this might be a catalyst for change. And now whatever that change is, I don't know. And your brother makes great points. Put a shit product on the field and charge us a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Raider fans are going to want to go. Yeah. Insert capitalism and people can sell their, their season tickets and make money. 
Like it, the formula is there for this stuff to continue to happen, but this might be enough to motivate Mark to do different. Anyways, all that being said, what are your thoughts kind of coming out of this on like the takeover? And then it's, you know, the comment is, do we, we deserve better, but do we, because we're the ones <laughs> ultimately enabling this. Well, as fans, we're always going to think we deserve better. Right. But I mean, there's a lot to unpack, but let me start with, with okay. Oakland. Um, and I don't know what year it was when you were there with the Steelers. Steelers, they travel well everywhere. I mean, they're about as as good a fan base as the Raiders are is when you're playing on the road. But, um, but yeah, there was a level of – I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. The last Raider home game, of, they were there in Oakland. I flew home. We went. It was like the Christmas – right around Christmas, the Titans were playing in Oakland. One of my best friends out here now came with me and, like, hit his Titans jersey on, beat a jacket over it uh-huh. and like every time they scored he would just kind of like sink down and, and give a little fist bump and that was when aj brown they threw that touchdown it was like 98 yards or something on the goal line right but like they don't they wouldn't do that in oakland very very rare but you also it's it's oakland's not a destination town that's, that's right. the other thing too is vegas is a destination that's easier to get to than flying all the way to the coast right there's so many more things you can do in vegas as opposed to oakland and i mean yeah the product on the field has not been good but I don't. I, this is a problem. This is a huge problem. You are now playing basically all road games, and I'm not convinced yeah. that once you start winning, that it's going to fix that problem. You're never going to replicate what you had in Oakland. Mm-hmm. That is done, and you have essentially taken the identity out of the Raiders, and you're building a new one in Vegas. So everyone that's expecting the identity of the old Raiders is gone, in my opinion. It's done. You don't have the same tailgate. You don't have the same atmosphere. You don't have the same grime. You don't have the same grit. You don't have the same piss troughs in the men's room. Those are gone. <laughs> three feet of weed smoke over yeah, your head in the bathroom. Yeah. They're gone. They're gone. So they're trying to build this whole new identity in Vegas, this whole new experience that doesn't fit all your old fans, which you've already priced out pretty much by your season tickets that aren't going to travel from Oakland or LA or the ones that can will. And then you add on top of it, the shitty product that we got. And it just, it just starts from the top. In my opinion, Mark Davis is not a football guy. Al was, but Mark's not. And you can learn as much as you want from your father, but it doesn't seem like he's retained much in my opinion. So, and that's all the Davis family has. They're, they're not, an oil company or all, you know, all these rich owners that like all they have is the Raiders. Mm. So they're not just spilling over with cash either to, to, to throw money at the problem that other owners have the ability to do. So I don't, I don't know necessarily what it is to fix it from an organizational standpoint. I hope he, Mark sells the team. That's my personal opinion. Really? Yeah. I, I hope because he's just shown over and over again, Poor decision making in my. You think opinion. that would ever happen though? No, I don't. I think okay. he's, he's too prideful to do it. Yeah, but I mean, I'm and as we always say in our, our group chat, like "f it, go Raiders." Like I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm here for the ride, you know, good or bad. I'm like a married spouse, right? But <laughs> I, there's just so much that that you're trying to overcome in Vegas now, and and Vegas, I think the, the odds makers, it's like a three to four point swing usually for the home team. And you've basically taken that away now. And three or four points in the NFL is a lot. Yeah. I mean, look at how many games we lost by, what, one or two points yeah, this year. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And a lot of that, and like you were alluding to the you know false starts, delay games, like that's embarrassing mm-hmm. that, that that's you're embarrassing. at home and, and you can't get the snap off because your crowd's too loud. 
So I, I don't necessarily know what it is to fix it. I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. No, but, 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 but want, wait, let's move. get real about it. Because, I mean, this is a real life thing that yeah. we're looking at. And, and listen, and this is not like, and, and here's why I think it's a very interesting discussion for us for to have, is that, you know, a lot of the things that we talk about with the Raiders, I always say like, look, you can bitch about it, but what are you going to do? Like, you can't do anything yeah. organizationally to change it. Aha. But here we are. This is an issue that we can impact because guess what? If we stop paying for a shitty product, yep. we stop repping their gear. We stop like that's where I say like when when the sign goes up, it says we deserve better. And I ask the question back, well, do we? Because we're yeah. ultimately enabling this. And I'm not saying like like you, Jeff. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to stop being a Raider fan. I'm not going to stop supporting the team. I'm not going to stop doing shows. I'm not going to stop buying gear. I'm not going to stop any of that stuff. That stuff is it's in our blood. It's what we do. But like. But we are effectively enabling it. And so I would let me ask throw you to CPA, Joel, from a numbers perspective, like, because I've heard, like, okay, like Jeff said, fix the product on the field yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. Winning cures everything. Things at a minimum start to change. Yeah, they may not switch overnight. But listen, we we saw them play the, the Chargers last year, last game of the season. Yeah. Saw them walk off against the Chargers. And Michelle, remember, there weren't very many Charger fans there. No. That tailgate was the best I've ever <laughs> seen. There's not very many Charger yeah. fans. Well, that's true. That's true. There's like eight of them, and they don't travel well. Yeah. Where, where's your 27-point lead, guys? Oh, you're, you're talking come about on, us about Joel, too fresh for me. <laughs> talking about yeah, us about blown leads? Oh, my gosh. But, like, but that tailgate was one of the best we'd ever seen in Vegas. Like, that's good. I know it's not Oakland, but it was as close as we mm. have seen yet yeah. in, in that atmosphere. And that atmosphere was only generated because the team was at the precipice of winning a game and going yeah. to the playoffs. So mm -hmm. I think that solves it. Is there anything from a business perspective? Is there any strategy that they could do from coupling tickets or, you know, can you even still do that with a secondary yeah. market? Like, what do you, what do you think? Is there anything the Raiders could do organizationally to control that whole takeover situation? Yeah. I haven't looked into how the secondary market impacts revenue for teams in depth, but from my understanding, the reason why it goes to these secondary market websites is that they get a cut. There's a, the NFL charges a fee mm. at, for secondary market sales. So they get a cut of secondary markets. So they're incentivized to have their PSL holders not only pay face value for the tickets, but then this markup on the second, on the, the resale, yeah. right? That goes right into the coffers as well as a revenue stream. And so uh, I think Scott Gilbranson and Mo Moten, when I was listening to the, the, the Silverback today, mentioned what the Chargers used to do, speak of the devil, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because they have no fans when Raiders would go to town at Qualcomm. They they bring all of Oakland with them or LA and uh, and so they would package tickets and say hey if you're a PSL holder and you're gonna sell a ticket for an away game if it's this game it's gonna be for uh, four get four home games you're mm -hmm. gonna sell half your season tickets I want to know what the PSL occupancy rates are for our, our Raiders right I want to see who's actually oh, bought oh, those tickets oh. because when you go through some of the sites they tell you who owns them. I'm looking at trusts mm. that people are banking these yeah. things into. These are investments for the, fan, the these folks. These are not fans in some cases, right? You can see who's selling these tickets in some of these ticket websites. And if I've dimed you out, if you're listening and you have a trust and you don't <laughs> go to any of the games, hey, man, just, just think about it. Like, you can sell your PSL at a premium right now. Let, let fans that, who maybe want to go or at least know people that want to go like it's your money it's your asset but you know if this keeps happening mark's going to reduce the value of your asset that's what I mean, this is my plea to you he's getting embarrassed <laughs> he ultimately owns the product he can control the psl contract if you guys keep selling it away fans he's going to start putting a bunch of linchpins into mm. the agreement that is going to make your asset less valuable so from a business perspective 
you want Raiders fans to go to Raiders games yep. because the owner who controls your contract can change it. Damn. That's, yeah. There you go, yeah. CPHL. <laughs> nice job. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> well, and you know, Michelle, like, like our buddy Mojo, right? Mm -hmm. Season ticket holder. We know he... He sells a, a chunk of his mm -hmm. tickets, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, right. Capitalism at its finest, right? right. I'm not gonna, no one's ever going to tell you what to do with your money. But what he does do is he looks for Raiders fans right. to sell it. Or, like, he'll reach out to people, like, with it. Like, he'll he'll send me a text or make me, him, you know, uh, call me and be like, hey, I got tickets to this game. Do you know anybody we could give them to? Or, or, some, or like, there's been some games where he, he's been like, hey, we can't go. I don't even yeah. want anything for these. Do you know anybody that we could just give them to that are Raider fans, right? That, yeah. that goes a long way. No, I think it goes a long way. But you, your question, do we deserve better? Hell yeah, we deserve okay, better. Okay, speak on that. But I, the sad reality is, I mean, because Raider Nations, our loyalty's unmatched. So mm -hmm. yeah, we deserve better. The sad reality is there's money involved. You know, like that's so how, aside, I mean, obviously what you just said, Joel, Kind of my brain was really trying to process it because there's a lot of money and numbers involved, but that <laughs> makes math, freaking math. But it makes so much sense. But it's like, how do you get to a point where they're doing those things? Because how many times, Mark Davis, are you going to get embarrassed? Because that's where we're headed. It, I mean, and especially like I've looked, I can't afford tickets, you know, yeah. like we've looked before. So if we didn't have season ticket yeah. holders that we exactly. know that are willing to exactly. sell us tickets at face value, we shit, we're never going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And how how many times does he want to be embarrassed? Because it's just going to get worse because now people are seeing it and they're telling their friends and they're like, dude, we went to Vegas for this. Week. We need to go this. Week. And they're already planning. Now they saw these, you know, home games and those fans are already planning. Yeah. Have you guys heard of like other teams when they have like playoff games where they say, hey, we're not going to sell tickets to this zip code? Like, no, that's, no, that's amazing. Yeah, like that's I think the so Titans smart. did that uh, during the playoffs. So we were like, oh. hey, if you're in this zip code, we're not going to process the credit card transaction for tickets. <gasps> oh. And so good for them. It, yeah. yeah. Heck yeah, so, man. So yeah, again, PSL holders, if if I'm if I'm Mark Davis and that's a latitude, mm. hey, you're not going to be able to do a resale to this zip code for this week. Well, if it's not oh, on the wow. in and out menu, Mark Davis doesn't know that's about true, it. That's true. <laughs> that's that's that the other Olive problem. <laughs> we we got to paste it up in that barber shop he drives yeah. to. What cut. barber shop? There ain't no way he's going somewhere to get that done. Pumpkin pie. Someone's coming kind of to freak. his house and doing that. There is no damn way he's going driving. into a barber shop and saying, this is what I want you to do. Didn't There's he used to no drive damn from way. LA to the Bay, like when the Raiders yeah. were down in Los Angeles, he'd drive his little like beat up oh. vehicle up there. Give me like, the Lloyd Christmas. That's what he goes. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, does. and make it worse. Like, God. Yeah. That's terrible. That's what, if I was up there in the front office, that's what I'd do. I'd be like, okay, Kansas City away game. Sorry, yeah. oh, everybody in Missouri and Kansas, you're not getting tickets. Done. If you're a Raiders yeah. fan in those, those locations, make it harder. Find a Raiders fan closer because yeah. you're not going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather the seats be empty. So God's honest truth. I'd rather they be empty. And not have their fans, yeah, at least yeah. the seats Drun are black. running out our quarterback's cadence, yeah. yeah, than having them all there and packing it and making us look like yeah. idiots. I yeah, agree, man. you, you, you totally sold agree. out the stadium, it's all sold out, but the, the seats will be empty. You bought, you sold yeah. all the tickets, ban those zip true. codes, people will still show up. A lot of these fan bases are national that we have on the schedule for the home games, yeah. so there's going to be other people closer. But mm. take away those like diehard fans that yeah. live in the region and make it uncomfortable for them to try and get there. Where make it at. harder, yeah. yeah, there you go. Like, well, those tickets are already sold anyways, right? They're selling right. Right. So, so, so the The revenue's yeah. already done. Yeah. yeah. But the NFL gets their kickback from the secondary, secondary market. Yeah. And so that's the thing. That's, and that's some bullshit. That's right some bullshit. Heck yeah. That's, that's some but that's, bullshit. like, hey, listen, what we always say around here, 
You want the answer. That's right. Get me to the end of the money. Yep. And then That's there's it. your damn answer yep. right there. And that was great insight there, uh, Joel, and, and great conversation uh, from, from all of you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate that. And so, yeah, this is going to be an interesting thing going forward. Yeah, heck, you think it's going to be an interesting offseason on the field or in terms of the, the player personnel. The Raiders got uh, some serious issues to tackle uh, going into like what we're going to do in terms of uh, uh, the, the fan base as well. All right, let's go ahead and hit a break, and then let's jump into uh, some of what the, the team has to say this is trent sig and you're listening to raiders fan radio with murph swag jeff and uncle mosh just win baby this is raiders fan radio Brent Musburger, and I don't care who wins as long as it's the Raiders. Hey, before we get into this next segment, Michelle, shout out the chat room. Who do we got going okay, on? Okay, all right, we got um, the Raider critiques in there. Kill Jadis, uh, Mo Diesel, uh, maybe. I don't know. That's Mo Diesel, yeah, 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 I was sure. going that. Yeah. Hardcore Raider, Paul's in there, of course. Hogan Nation, Wyoming Raider. Um, Ernie, uh, that's new. I don't think I've seen hey, Ernie. Ernie in there. Has he been in there before? T3 Sports Guy. Oh, is that? Um, that's Tom. Tom. It's T-Hom, yeah. T-Hom. Uh, uh, oh, mm, J-Ray. J-Ray. Ra- oh, yeah. Raider Chris is in there. Unholy Roller Raider. Oh, Frankie. Frank- Ooh, that's a long one. That's a long one. <laughs> Raider Chris. That's why I was just saying Frankie. Yeah, Frankie. That's good. That's good. A, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of people in there. Hardcore's in there. Hammer's Heck in there, yeah. man. Well, a lot of cool folks. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us for this episode of Raiders Fan. Radio Guarab is in there. Sinclair. Oh, yeah. In Clan. Yeah, Tyler is Mr. in there. Will. Mr. Wilson. Samoan Raider. Hey, what's up, Samoan? Uh, our good buddy Samoan Raider is in there. We appreciate you all oh, very, dang. very much. And, uh, Hey, real quick. Yeah, big, please. Big Shane, can you send me an email? He's, I've been meaning, I just need to tell him real quick. Send me an email. He wants to ship, so I, but I've not been able to get his email. So just send me an email. Okay. And, Michelle and, at RaidersFanRadio.com. There, there you go. Michelle yeah. at RaidersFanRadio.com. And, uh, and you can always send an email to show, S-H-O-W, at RaidersFanRadio.com. Uh, and that will always get to us as well. So definitely uh, hit us up. All right. So this is interesting. So. We don't feature Broncos around here very often, mm. but I do want to feature this guy. Uh, he is a guard for the Broncos. His name is Quinn. I'm going to go with Miners. It's M-E-I-N-E-R-Z. Uh, I'm going to guess that's the pronunciation. Here's what's really interesting about his comments this last week. We all saw, to the Raiders' detriment, the ring around the rosy oh. play that the Chiefs pulled off. And absolutely punked our defense. Big Basically, time. they called their shot, mm. and they felt they followed through. Even though I th- they scored a touchdown, even though I think there was a flag on it, and they just scored on the next play. Yeah. Bottom line is, is that we were absolutely embarrassed in a game that was already uh, completely embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Let alone with all the Chiefs fans and their inbreeding going on in the stadium. <laughs> Um, but so it's like House of Dragon up in there, man. I swear to God, when you go to Missouri, don't anyway, disrespect House of the Dragon like that, Murph. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, interestingly enough, none of the Raiders had anything to say about that moment. But I'm going to give respect to Quinn Miners again, a Bronco, because this is what he had to say in their post game uh, after the, the Broncos' last game in the season. Um, I said it before. I'm I'm sick of losing to the Chiefs. That is like 
my number one goal that I'm like have like looking at every day is I really want to beat them. Um, I'm gonna say it because it's it's one on my on my chest. The fact that they did that little ring around a rosy play against the Raiders like genuinely like like pissed me off, and I'm I'm just excited for that for that day and for that moment, and that's one of the things that I'm preparing for going into next year. All right. I want to pose this to you, QB Jeff. That was a Bronco? That was a Bronco. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How right? far are we yeah. falling? Uh, mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So someone in the chat room, uh, let's see, it was uh, Paul, said someone should have had the balls to chin one of them efforts <laughs> for that. Um, I think former Raider ver- versions of Raider teams, that's definitely the result mm. that you get. 100%. What do you think about not only that aspect of it, but the idea that the team themselves – were they just was it the point where the season where they're just like you know let's just get the hell out of here and go to the house for the se- for the season like what is the reason that we have Broncos taking up for us yeah. but the Raiders hadn't taken up for themselves is there a locker room thing is there a player thing that that we should be privy to that that you the be only thing of? that I can think of is that they were told not to address right. it that's okay. the only thing I can think but in my in my opinion like yeah your, your season is done mm-hmm. why would you not like you're gonna let that happen. That's that's like in baseball when you if somebody gets thrown out in the head and then the, the picture pitcher comes in the next mm-hmm. innings and doinks the first guy. Yeah, put one in your ribs. Yeah, yeah, fastball high and tight. Like you just you 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 have you gotta have respect for your stadium, for your team, mm-hmm. for your organization, everything, and for nobody to do anything. Like we're the Raiders, yeah. where we were. Yeah. I thought yeah. <laughs> we were. you know any of the old school guys would have uh, late hit something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying intensely trying to hurt somebody, but you got to send a message and be like, hey, this ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Sorry, brother. Like, Mahomes, you're going to get put on your ass, and I don't care if I get a 15-yarder and a $5,000, $10,000 fine. Mm-hmm. Like, the organization should comp you for that. Yeah. What, you're going like, to lose the game even worse? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's your season's exactly. done. Yeah. yeah, your season's done. Yeah. Why not? Just you, you got punked. You got punked in uh. the stands. You got punked in the field all the way across. And, you know, and Andy Reid had to have okayed that. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, nothing happens under Andy Reid's watch. That's not. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. You, guys, you got punked top to bottom. Top to bottom. How Michelle, do you feel about it, Michelle? Do you think that was retaliatory for us driving the I, bus you, that's around? That's what I told Arrowhead? them a lot when yeah. they did it. I said, "Oh, it's like they're driving the bus around the stadium." Like that's really what it what it felt like. It, but uh, yeah, I, QB Jeff, damn right, man. Why didn't somebody? I thought, man, take somebody out at the knee. Like I don't care. <laughs> I do not sweep the leg. Like, that's my move. Like, do that. Like, and it was not just embarrassing for them on the field. Every fan at every bar or every house or every watch party or ever whatever, and there's a Chiefs fan, they were embarrassed too. Like, shit. There were probably fights all over the country because the fan was more pissed than the, than the, than the players were. Yeah. That was disrespectful as hell. Uh, Yeah. I can't believe nobody didn't do something about it. I was, I was thinking about the bus circle and I'm tired of all this cute crap going back and forth Mm. and Yannick and Gakwe, right. You know, Hey, good for you getting away from the team or whatever. Miss that that guy. Yeah. Yeah, But, uh, you know, he wanted to do that celebration on the arrowhead. Mm -hmm. And so we've been doing stupid things that we can't back up. We go to arrowhead. That's a, that's it. We can't back up shit. You know what? They got to do it because they got to back it up. You know, like, yeah, we beat them in arrowhead with Gruden and we did a loop around the stadium, which again, after the fact, it's not even to the players. It's like, it just didn't make sense to me why we did that. And then, okay, let's do it on the stadium and on the logo. And then, okay, sure, back it up, dude. Play play better. Right. Play better. And they got messed with. And you could see in the post-game interviews after that one, Derek Carr was just like, I got to support, support my team. He didn't like it. Mm-hmm. He didn't like it. 
And then Yannick and Gatway, I mean, he's got an attitude or something, but you know, they got they cut cut ties with him this offseason. I I'm just tired of seeing cute stuff that we can't back up. And then when it happens to us, people being able to back it up and then us not doing anything about it. It's, just, it's just embarrassing. It, it's like it, it's taking the man card out of the player's hands. And it's not even like it's just it, it's this. These are the things that like and this is what I think is tough for us. And I don't know if I could if I could try to wrap my brain around it and encapsulate it. The things that defined the Raiders that we all love is toughness it's Mm -hmm. edge it's not even towing the line it's going a little bit over yeah it's you know what i mean it go all the way back to freaking ben davidson burying his head in lenny dawson's back and you know what i mean like and you think about like you know didn't Howie Long go into the visiting team's uh, huddle because they, they had water and the water boy didn't make it out in time? He just walked up and took it? <laughs> Absolutely. Like that, that. that edge that, like, no, we're going to control the game. We're going to dictate to you. And that Those things are long gone. And even when um, in the days when we weren't as competitive on the field, there's still, like, I never forget Matt Millen. And, and it's... It, for those of you that, that are like, they're like, oh, the Patriots are Patriots because they're cheaters. Yeah, guess what? Guess who invented cheating? <laughs> yeah. Stick of football. Stick yeah, right, exactly. Right. And I'll never forget Matt Millen saying that there used to be a sign in the locker room in the Oakland Coliseum, and it said, rule number one, cheating is encouraged. Rule number two, see rule number one. That's what we were all about. It was yeah. all about push. And even if it really weren't actually cheating, Al and John wanted you to think they were like, that's the real mind games that the Raiders used to get into that. They were playing games within the games. And that's one of the fascinating things about the Raiders. And again, what built the mystique and the things that we love about them. And that is completely evaporated. Now, listen, I'm not sitting here trying to be like old man on the telling you to get <laughs> off my lawn. Oh, back in our day was this and that. Because guess what? If you start winning, fine. I, if if it's a if it's going to look different, that's okay. I, I get it. I don't care. It's a different NFL. It, you, you can't touch the receivers the way that you – you know what I mean? Like our yeah. legendary secondary of the Soul Patrol could not play the way that they did back in the day in today's modern-day NFL. I get it. Fred talked to us about yeah. – Michelle uh, told us about the difference in practices mm-hmm. and the different – George Atkinson talked about it. A lot of the legends that we talked to talked about how this, it's a different game. I get it. So it's a different game. That's fine. But win differently. Be effective differently, right? But, but you can have an edge. And that's the difference is we have no edge. We're, we're yeah. And I hate to say this, but we're fake tough guys is what we are right now. And they got to figure it out how to, how to find it. But when the Baltimore Ravens in their heyday a few years back, receivers didn't want to go over the middle. And that was all well within the rules of the game at that time. Yeah. And I would say right now, people don't want to play in as much as I don't care for them. San Francisco 49ers, people don't want to play that defense. Right. They hit hard. They fly around. They're nonstop. Like, we don't have that. And if we want to be some a, a replication or something close to the Raiders of old, like, we people have to have to be like, man, I don't I don't want to play that defense. Mm-hmm. And when's the last time we've had a good defense? Wow, that's over a decade at, le- oh, like at least more. That, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like, top we had a, it's in Derek's tenure, the highest ranked defense we've had is 20. I think it was 22. Was it 22? Okay. I think it was okay. 22 right. was his highest. So it's like, say what you want to say, but nobody's nobody's scared to play the Raiders. When was the last uh, time we had a bully on defense? Richard Seymour, maybe. Like we had somebody that actually had edge to him. I, th- uh, I honestly, maybe Bill Romanowski when yeah. he had our, his little stint with us. Like, I, I don't know. 
It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a hot minute since we had somebody that actually drove that kind of edge. That- I would say Perriman's close, like, but he, he yeah. can't do it all himself. Like, yeah. Perriman flies around and yeah, lays lays wood. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I can't remember anybody else since Crosby needs help, but he's yeah. he's that guy for us. On, yeah, on but I, defense, I feel like it's linebackers. We haven't had mm-hmm. like a dominant mm-hmm. linebacker. Like Kirk Morrison, That's maybe hundred percent. Kirk Morrison's like, the last time we had like yeah. a super. Because li- I remember, and of course, in their 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 careers really went in different directions ultimately. But I remember him and Patrick Willis. Yeah. Because and I remember this because I always bring everything back to Madden during this time. But my brother <laughs> and I would sit there because he's a big stupid Niner fan. The family gene mutated and he works for the Niners. <laughs> um, but we would sit there and play Madden and like and I, I'd use her Morrison and he'd use her Patrick Willis and it was just like and, and but in real life like that was a, that was a great freaking like. You know, and of course, and then Patrick Willis went on to just be an absolute all-world yeah. player. But point being, though, Jeff, I agree with you. And we had Thomas Howard, who was who was no slump, and then Robert Thomas as well. That was what the last time we had a good linebacking core. Too, yeah, you know, where we didn't just have one guy. That's one of the things that, like, I was encouraged by when we drafted Jonathan Abram, and I know oh, he didn't yeah. work out, but he kind of had that, and I was yeah. like, ooh. Yeah. This might be a guy that can like bring us back to that hard hitting recklessness, like willing to take the extra shot. You know what I mean? Like I thought my, but yeah. anyways, well, he was yeah. just so bad in coverage. Yeah, That was yeah. his problem. Like well, that, he, he had the run stopping, but the linebackers have gone down. Maybe you can, you, you know, you have the eye for it with the QB, but linebackers now seem like they need to be more adept at coverage. Yeah. And so they're slimming down. They're slower. They're not laying as much wood. I mean, yes, you have safeties that can crack people over the head. But again, with the, the protection rules that they're giving for receivers, right, and defenseless players, I think linebackers are losing that edge because all the top tier defensive players that you hear about nowadays, they're all edge. Yeah. Yeah, but players. you still got a Roquan Smith out there. Yeah, you still got say, Fred still Warner. Got you still got in the middle. You know what I mean? You still you got to have a guy guys. in the middle that can stop the run. But agree with you. Get out there and cover in zone, and then chase running backs out of the backfield. Like, and if you get a guy that can control the middle, we have at least one of the edges with oh, Max yeah, Crosby. Yeah. So, but like, we saw how ineffective he can be if we don't yeah, have the other one going team. too, because you yeah, can just exactly. double him up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's jump to the other side of the ball and let's uh, let's check in with Josh Jacobs. So, of course, we got a lot going on with Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's 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 looking at being an unrestricted free agent, uh, or is he? Uh, and but first, before we talk about what the uh, the options are for the Raiders going into next season, uh, let's go ahead and check in with him and ask him about his thoughts about coming back. How do you want to be back next year? And do you feel like it's going to work out? I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously for me, it got to make sense, uh, but. I mean, this is obviously where I want to be. Uh, you know, I, uh, coming in, uh, I remember sitting down, you know, with Max and all these guys and, you know, just talking about the Raiders organization and, and the culture and uh, want to be a part of, you know, the, uh, the change. And um, I still feel that way. Um, so hopefully I'll be back. Of course, we, we heard some kind of pointed comments from you after the, the Steelers game. Did, did you ever waffle on that? Was there ever a moment where it was like, hey, maybe I should go somewhere else, see what I can do? Uh, I mean, I feel like you always have them kind of them them thoughts in your head. I, I it wasn't enough, it wasn't enough thoughts for me to really like take it seriously. Um, it was just more so of me uh, trying to get the guys to figure out what we need to do moving forward. You know, um, I'm all about progression. You know, even in even in life, um, and, and at times where I feel like I'm stagnated, I get you know frustrated. So um, that's just the thing for me. You know, just having the, the right group of guys together and. Uh, Everybody having the same common goal, um, and I feel like once we, once we get that down, um, everything else will take care of itself. All right, so I, I think ultimately the guy wants to stay, but you hear every player say right. that that's facing free agency, Michelle. Right? Like I, you hear everybody say that, and and here's I. 
And somebody asked the question, I believe it's Mojo asked it, asked it later on. Originally, we were thinking the franchise tag for, uh, and I've, oh shoot, I think I threw that, that one note away. Anyways, I think we originally were thinking the franchise tag for running backs was going to be 12 million. Let's drop down. Now it's only like 10 million bucks. And really, and when you look at like the open market, a guy like Josh Jacobs is probably going to get like 17 or 18 million bucks. So do you, did you hear anything in there from, from Josh that you think that he'd, uh, you know, of course, if he gets a franchise tag, gets a franchise tag. It's up to him whether he wants to play or not. He has no choice. Right. But did you hear anything from him that, like, you know, he doesn't want to return? Or, like, what do, you, what do you hear there? No, I mean, it's so hard to gauge because they have to be careful what they say. I mean, he want. I mean, well, I guess he could be like, no, F this place up, I want out of here. Yeah. I, mean, I guess he could say that. But no, I mean, it sounds like he, you know, he talked about the culture and he talked about, you know, speak with Max about, you know, the team and, and it sounded like he wants to be a Raider. I mean, obviously, I think it would be incredible to keep him as a Raider. But yeah, I mean, he sounded like he did, but that could also be lip, I mean, lip service. He also did say, I'm paraphrasing, if it don't make money, it don't make sense. He didn't say that, actually, but he did say something <laughs> yeah. about it making sense. Sure so, did. I mean, that's obviously going to play into it, too. You know, I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. And financially, it's probably the best move for them. Would you not agree to, 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 to franchise tag him? You could really franchise tag him twice. Yeah, yeah. So, in in my opinion, you franchise tag a running back when they win the rushing title if they're in their their you know free agent year because once could be a fluke. Granted, he's mm. had multiple thousand yard seasons. He's a great running back. I mean, he gets praised from top defenders. Right, Bosa's on, on there uh, talking about how he's the best running back he's ever come against or played against. So mm. I think it just makes sense because they're they're injury prone. Right, they don't have a long lifespan in the NFL. And I mean, you see teams that pay running backs. Do they do do they turn that into wins often not really you know not even for the titans and they i mean no, they, they you know they, they gave derrick henry a bag you know what <laughs> i mean uh qb jeff how important is it considering that we're going to be bringing in a new quarterback regardless if it's a kg vet or it's a high draft pick whatever we're going to be bringing bringing in a new quarterback how important is that to have a josh jacobs or are we in like a plug and play scenario where you could have a zimmer white or whatever else just kind of step in i don't think we're in a plug and play situation. i think jj is the real deal i just i'm with joel a little bit on longevity and and his amount is i mean his yards after contact are insane it's like and 800 or something because yeah, our offensive line is terrible uh, so yeah, you right, can't right, plug right. another guy in there unless you address the offensive line so i i hope they go all Offensive line, honestly, and defense in this draft, and then we'll talk about a little bit of that later. But you got to address those problems. I think you do tag them because you don't want to invest a ton of money. I mean, I I love Josh Jacobs. I think he's a complete back. I think he's a three down back. He can do everything you want. He seemed to be pretty darn durable. And when he's been banged up, that kid doesn't want to come out of the game. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and uh -huh. you can't, you know. But he's also, you know, a one play away from, and that's anybody. But yeah. you know, being done. You know, so I I think they'll tag him is what I think they'll do, um, and see like you said, kind of see if he can he can replicate. I think he can because if if you actually block, imagine what the guy could yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and you take all those extra hits off of him. Mm. But I, I I don't know what they're gonna do in the draft. I don't think anybody knows. Or the first three <laughs> weeks, if we had used him like he should have been used before Josh McDaniels realized uh, what he had. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Oh, they were shopping weeks. his ass. That's why he was uh -huh. playing the preseason. You know, <laughs> another, another bad decision. This is Raiders Fan Radio. I'm Brent Musburger, and I don't care who wins as long as it's the Raiders.
All right. Hey, Hammer's in there. Drops a $5 super chat. Says, pay JJ, pay baby beast mode. Appreciate yeah. you, Hammer. <laughs> Thank you, brother. We appreciate that very, very much. All right. So, QB Jeff, I'm going to throw this back to you again because uh, let's talk about some potential uh, landing spots, not only for Derek Carr, but we have shared and, you know, uh, soapboxed our opinions around here about Derek Carr. Um, I, I I have said it a couple times now. I'm kind of done with it, but I'm with you. I, okay, <laughs> and but I do want to hear your thought because and and I and I and I'm throwing this to you because we got a lot of comments in the chat and otherwise of people saying I want to know what QB Jeff thinks. People really respect your take on this stuff, being that you're a, a, a former quarterback and and just your experience in being in the team environment, your longtime lifelong fandom with the Raiders. People want to hear know get your take on it. So. Give us your take on the Derek thing, and then also then talk about what you think, where the, his next step is. And I think that's an important conversation to have because if there is one piece still left that's important to the Raiders, it, can we get something in return for the contract that we have in place to, to build some draft equity? All right, so lots to unpack there again. Let me just start with Derek No, I'm Carr. not going to give you a softball. I know. <laughs> give me all these algebra questions. I'm never good at math. Um, no, so Derek Carr, I think – uh, I really like Derek Carr. Uh, I think no, it, find me another quarterback that has dealt with as much change, turmoil, uh, everything he's had to deal with from top, you know, picks not panning out to top picks being arrested yeah. to, I mean, every uh, moving cities, your team moving cities. I mean, he was the only constant, you know, for a decade in, in the Raiders organization. And I think he deserves all the credit for that. Yeah, he, he, he there was definitely things he could have done better, but your best defense was 22nd in the league. I think, and, and I haven't done the research on it, but find me a Super Bowl winning team that had a defense mm. worse than 15th ranked in the league. I don't think there is one. If the, if there is, there's maybe one or two. Maybe like the Colts in 06 or something yeah, like that. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. That's an outlier, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. You had a terrible defense. This year, your offensive line was was terrible again. Another, you know, new coordinator, new system. It's, it's a completely different language. Again, you're learning a new language. Anybody that knows is, is bilingual, like, you know, how difficult it is learning a new language. It's the same thing in football. Yeah, the concepts are the same, but you have different names. You have different motions. You have different this, different that. Like, it's, it's all difficult. That being said, it's, it's a, it's a, you gotta, you gotta come through and he didn't. So I'm fine with that. He's gone. I don't know where he's going to go. I, the Colts are out is what the reports kind of said. Uh, Jets are still out there. Tampa may be out there, especially with Brady basically saying he's gone. I, I, I think he's kind of damaged goods. I think nobody's really going to take uh, uh, pay a lot for him or trade a lot for him. So I think the Raiders are going to have to cut him before they have to pay him all that money um, just because he really hasn't proven enough to warrant. Like, yeah, his stats were good. His stats were honestly top 10 in oh, the league most yeah. seasons. Yeah. Despite having all this turmoil and craziness going on around him, I just don't think you're going to get much for him uh, unless a team is just super desperate and has a lot to give up. But I don't think they would give that up for Derek Carr. So I don't, I don't necessarily don't know where he goes. Now, as far as the Raiders goes, I don't care who you put back there until you fix the offensive line and fix the defense. It doesn't matter who you put back there. You can put Lamar Jackson. You can put Aaron Rodgers. There's not a quarterback good enough to overcome that amount of deficiencies up front and you're trying to outscore 30 points a game in the NFL? That's damn near impossible. It's not going to happen. Fix your defense. 
fix your offensive line. And then, I mean, that's kind of the recipe now, right? San Francisco 49ers, great defense, great offensive line, great weapons, Brock Purdy. And all he's doing, he's making plays when he has to, but most of the time he's just a point guard. Mm. Get it here, get it here, get in the right play. Hand it to McCaffrey and watch him go. That's it. A lot of these teams are doing that. And and that's kind of the recipe, a rookie quarterback or a guy at a young deal or somebody that's unproven with a fantastic defense, great offensive line up front, and you got skill guys that he can he can distribute the ball. Because when you pay these guys that's, an astronomical amount of money, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, you don't have money to go get the amen, skill guys or go dude. get the defensive amen. players. Like, that's just what it is. So I don't. I mean, I, I wish that's the formula, man. It There's is. There's a reason it's going to be freaking. I don't know Jalen Hurts and Josh or not Josh Jalen Hurts and, and Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, you look at the teams in the in the that are yep. that are in the postseason. Rookie quarterbacks are team friendly deals because you're right. Those astronomical quarterback contracts are, are you know they're not working, and that's why ultimately that's what what, what cost Derek Carr. And you mentioned a couple teams in there. So you got the Buccaneers. I think some other favorites are going to be the Saints, the yeah. Commanders, the Jets. Uh, the Titans, the Colts, we know, I, I think they're off the board now. Uh, but then the Panthers, and I, I think there's some some friendly teams in there. Uh, I, I want to go to you, Joel, and I want to ask you about the numbers. But before we do that, I want to ask you, Michelle, this is not – I said I wasn't going to talk about them. So, oh, you've got, oh, you've uh, got your numbers handy. Up. Perfect, yeah. my man. <laughs> I knew you were going there. So uh, not to make this a, a Derek – I think that it's, it's undisputed that Derek has challenges in cold weather. Right. And he doesn't do well with a lot of media adversity, okay? Mm -hmm. So to me, I see New York, and I'm like, well, that's both. That's both. (laughs) Like, and you're playing Josh Allen twice a year, and the Dolphins, and you know what I mean, whatever the Patriots are going to do. But if you had to pick, so between the Bucks, the Saints, Commanders, Jets, Titans, Colts, not Colts are out, Panthers, is there a market that's appealing to Derek? And as Jeff said too, like. The Raiders have to agree in principle to a right. trade before February 15th. That's right. It's on the three corner. days after the Super Bowl. So, like, this has to happen. So, you're talking about one of these teams taking a big swing on Derek, but do you see a market fit for him in any of these? Well, I mean, the cold weather, like, I know there was a lot of, like, he can't play in cold weather, but was that him or was it the team? Like, it, you know, it could be chicken egg kind of thing. Sure. You know, sure. but obviously, I think him in Tampa. Would make sense because it's warm. He they he's not that he's coming from. I think doesn't he have somebody that I, maybe it isn't Tampa that he knows there. But um, I, I feel like that would be a landing spot for him because the Jets. Oh, you're do thinking seem, of the, the Saints because Dennis Allen. Oh, Dennis Allen, was yeah, his the first Saints, coach. yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, the Jets seems like they would be so aggressively horrible. But I also think anywhere he goes, I think he's going to do well. In the beginning, and then who knows where it goes from there? Because he'll either prove that he was the man, or he'll prove that he was who we saw. Like so, I don't know as far as the best landing spot. I think is whoever has the best offensive line and the best defense. Well, you know, the best landing spot. Well, Tampa had a you know they had a questionable offensive line, but they also had a lot of injuries. But here's what's interesting about the and this is where where I would I would say. That those it's no surprise that there are three of the teams listed here are the Saints, the Buccaneers, and the Panthers. The team that won that division was eight and nine. 
Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean? We oh, know yeah. Derek Carr can win 10 That's games. Right. Yeah. We know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, so I'm with you, Michelle. I think that like one of those, like that's probably one of the sleepers because, mm. and, but that said, the money's got to make sense, right, mm. Joel? Because we know Derek Carr carries a hefty price tag. So you've got to have a team that's not only willing to pay him, even if they restructure his contract, now you're committing to him for three or more years. So, like, what do you see there in the numbers? Does anything, like, kind of reveal itself to make a lot of sense? Yeah, and, and it's popping up in the chat. People are, are diming out the uh, Buccaneers and the Saints on their cap numbers for 2023. They're at negative 54 oh, shit. 58 yeah. million. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so it, it, <laughs> I think the most likely scenario is Derek Carr gets cut because he had, you know, David Carr speaking that he wants stability. That or I would say as a dark horse contender, because I don't think they're going to pay Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, mm. he's going to go to the Ravens. Because he, he was looking for stability. He's been getting criticism about East Coast time zones. He, he If you watch the sermon, he's got chips on his shoulder, but he's not talking about those publicly. But Eastern time zone, always mm. been critiqued. He can't play in the Eastern time zone. He can't play early games well. He can't play in cold weather. All right, go to an NFC North team in Baltimore. And then it, that's, 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 that's his fire to win. That's a franchise that has had, you know, pretty good success in maintaining great coach. a higher level. A yeah, great coach. A higher level of success. 100% and a great defense and a good running game always historically <laughs> so, too, right? So, and they have 28 million, uh, 28.9 in cap space. So they could restructure him easily and take him on. Exactly. I think the most likely scenario, he gets cut. And then I think he signs with the yeah, right picks him up. Wow. Good I do like the Jets. There. I do like the Jets. And and I know people don't like the narrative, like uh, the New York media will spit them up. You know, and the that. fans. But they have a similar... Really good defense. We're young running back. Decent offense. Like I think he he good has, coach. Yeah, Robert Saul's. They, 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 they'd have to do some cap room based off the the yeah. over the cap numbers, but obviously I think Derek wants to play. I, I don't think he'll get traded unless unless somebody unless the rate you know. I think ultimately something. that's the big takeaway. I yeah. don't think he gets traded. Yeah. I think no. he gets cut. I, I, yeah. yeah. Which I think he'll take less because he wants to play. He wants to play, right. He wants to play. And he's not a money guy. No. He's got enough money to build churches and do all the things he wants to do, right, Michelle? Like, he's he's not going to lean into, like, oh, I got to get mine. No, he wants to go where he is going to be able to prove to everybody that he he is who he believes he is. Yeah. That's his goal. Money. That ain't going to drive him. No, he's going to make plenty of money one way or the other. Yeah. All right. One more. uh, So on the heels of that. So, hey, Derek Carr's gone. Now, guess what? Now we got to have somebody come in uh, and replace him. So the hot name around whether you like it or not uh, is Tom Brady. And so let's check in with the Pat McAfee show. Uh, And here we hear Pat and Ian Rappaport talk about the possibility of Tom going to Vegas. Is he done with Tampa? They lose tonight. You think this is the last game? Well, they lost. Yeah, they did. (laughs) Uh, first, we need to know if he's playing. Now, my hunch, sort of inclination, is that what? he'll play at least one more year. Oh, the uh, tie. Uh, I thought yeah. you meant tonight. When Gabbard started tonight? Last offseason, he retired, <laughs> and then he came back. Yep. We heard about that. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, now, I, it seems to be more leaning toward playing than retiring. The Bucks want him back, and I know he likes that situation. I know he likes the owners. So I would not rule them out. But the okay. Raiders are an interesting thing, right? Like, the they got all of his old friends. They seem like a good team that would just drop in a quarterback. They also can do something very cool, which is draft a quarterback and have Tom Brady play one year. Oh, Jimmy G. And then, well, Jimmy G's a little bit younger, though. So no, he's no, a little Tom. Bit less of Jimmy like, G was mm-hmm. under Tom. Yeah. yeah. You, can right. do the, you can do the whole tutelage. Hey, this is how you right. do it. And at a time in his too. career when yeah. Brady would, like, really help, you know? 
Yeah, not, not just be uber competitive, locked in mm -hmm. on trying to get better. Also, like, hey, this is how you operate in McDaniel's operation. Like, this is what we need to do. This is how it works. Could be a pretty cool little setup. You think that's a lock if it's not Tampa? I don't think it's a lock, but I, because, like, there'll be some other teams where you're like, okay, like, they're pretty good. They have quarterback questions. The Titans were interested last time. Maybe them. What about the Jets? He's got family in New York. They need a quarterback. It's cold. He ain't never going cold. Mm -hmm. It's cold. I mean, it's cold in the desert too. I guess <laughs> he wouldn't do that to the New York. No, but in, but yeah, indoors, Miami. the stadium is indoors, right? What? It's Vegas? funny, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stadium definitely inside. Right. Yeah. So, but I was thinking, <laughs> Vegas <laughs> is definitely a team to watch for Brady. I think it makes a lot of sense for everyone. But here's the other thing. You know, we always like to talk about how these guys are humans. Does he want to be that far away from his family? We always like to act like these dudes are humans, you know? Right. Like, no, talk, no, it's real. You, yeah, you guys are the show that treats these people like humans. That is people like that humans. is a trace. People. People. What do you mean? These people. Rap, you're on. <laughs> you are phenomenal. <laughs> you, this show you right here. You guys talk about these people like they, mm -hmm. they <laughs> are people. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Oh my gosh, Pat McAfee show. That, I love show, that. He's it the is. best, man. Did you guys watch? Sorry, just to sidetrack for a second. Did you watch any of the uh, the Pat McAfee broadcast during the college football the college, playoffs? Yeah. Oh my god! The first off, the one with the boy Taylor Lewan was great, oh, yeah. but the one with the McAfee McAfee crew that is that's a fun ass way to watch mm -hmm. a football game. Did you watch those? I didn't watch that. I watched a lot of the uh, like the just morning show. What is it? Oh, uh, yeah. oh. The college football game kickoff. Day. Oh or yeah, well, sure. He's on game day now. Yeah, yeah. game day. That's what it's college football game day. And I thought he was great on that i mean he brings that whole element of like sports entertainment yeah. like, yes 100 yeah did you great. see it joel did you watch the the broadcast i didn't i didn't watch uh, after tcu got smoke checked by uh, georgia but um <laughs> yeah no uh i have watched a little bit uh, i do know he almost got uh he got complaints he got people wanted to find him from the fcc oh. for some of the things he said if you need a good laugh raider nation check it out uh, just Google Pat McAfee uh, FCC complaints and you'll see the clip. It is hilarious. And he defended it on a show. It is great. But yeah, he's a hilarious guy. I love the fact that a punter is becoming yeah. the, most, know, right? the yeah, most entertaining yeah, yeah. person yeah. in fo the football world. How about you? Did yeah, you watch no, him? Well, we watched College Game Day, you know, like that's And so just seeing sure. him. But I did see clips of the, especially the Taylor Lewan. I think they posted some things. That was but great. Yeah, yeah, I just good. think Pat McAfee's great for... He's just great at well, what he does. He exudes that the lightness of yeah. it, right? And that's yes. what it's all about. Yeah. Is that like, and yeah. that's why you know the all the and I'm not going to call him one of the greats yet because there's still Rich Eisen and Dan Patrick mm. walking around. But like when you the things that like when you see like Aaron Rodgers appear on Pat McAfee showing up, defenses are down. Right. And those are the ones that like the the, the best interviewers. You know, Jim Rome is kind of like mm. that back in the day. Like you have these athletes on and their defenses are down. Like right. and so people just say things like Rappaport's like on there and he's in like a a beanie and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not all, you see him all buttoned up on NFL network on this thing. He's just like chopping it up with the fellas. Uh, so anyways, pretty cool stuff there. All right. So the, the more serious point though is around that is that the, the, the possibility of Brady uh, going to the Raiders and listen, whether you like it or not, because, uh, and you being the proverbial you of whoever you are that are listening to the sounds of our voices, whether you like it or not, uh, Tom Brady didn't make the call. Uh, Walt Coleman did. So Tom Brady is not responsible for the tuck rule, okay? like And so I, Al Davis famously said, just win, baby. And despite the idea that I know we're supposed to hate the Patriots, and I don't have any love for them, and I don't have any love for Tom Brady, but I didn't love Jerry Rice either until he wore <laughs> silver and black, and then I had to root for his ass. Uh, I didn't love, you know, you name it. Ronnie Lott, Tom Rathman. Romo. Um, Romo, yeah, yeah. freaking. Warren Sapp after, after they beat us in the Super Bowl. Thank you, like 
I mean, it's an endless list. Richard Seymour, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's an endless list of, of 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 guys that came out of other teams' uniforms. You know, we really can get, if you really want to get nitpicky about it, Willie Brown, one of the greatest Raiders oh, of all yeah. time, was a Bronco. And guess what? Al Davis was a Charger, okay? So, like, this whole idea of, like, your past, like, informing your present in Raider Nation or in Silver and Black, I'm sorry. I don't care how much you hate Tom Brady. It's just win, baby. So if the guy can help us win more football games, that's all, frankly, I care about as a fan. I really genuinely don't care who it is. It could be Aaron yeah. Rodgers. It could be Tom Brady. It could be, doesn't matter. And here's why. Listen to some of these numbers, Raider Nation. Over the last 20 seasons, the Raiders have had the second worst record in the NFL at 116 and, and 206. That's a 30, uh, 360 winning percentage. This is a team that once upon a time had the all-time winningest percentage, all-time win percentage in all of sports, higher than the Celtics, higher than the Yankees, higher than... Any other team in any other sport have now dropped to 360 in the last 20 seasons. They've allowed the most points, uh, 25.6, to your point, QB Jeff, get us a defense. But we also have scored the fourth fewest on offense with 19.6. So there's a reason that Tom Brady is being considered, despite the idea that it's Josh McDaniels, despite the idea that he's familiar with the offense and all those other things. There's a reason that the Raiders would consider this because that is not going to happen with a Tom Brady. That's not going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. I don't know. Be great if it did, but it's not necessary. But it's not. It's not a guaranteed recipe for lack of success. Like, and I know those teams finished behind their expectation, the Packers and and and, and the Buccaneers. But I don't think it was because of their quarterbacks. I think it was because of their teams. Now, does that mean that they're just going to immediately elevate the Raiders? Yeah, a little bit, but there's other things have to be elevated as well. All right, I want to go around the horn a little bit. So there's a lot of talk. I'm going to start off with you, QB Jeff. There's a lot of talk about the different scenarios. You got all these veterans on the table, all the guys that used to be Patriots from Jacoby Percet, Mac Jones, uh, freaking Jimmy G, Tom Brady. You've also got Aaron Rodgers on the table. You've also got Lamar Jackson hitting free agency. You've got a lot of scenarios, or it could just be like, you know what? We're going to roll with Stiddy and draft someone in the first round. Which one makes most sense to you out of all the freaking crazy things that are out there, like land of the plane on one of them, or maybe two that you think is not only beneficial for the Raiders, but likely for the Raiders? The only thing that makes sense to me is, and I've said this earlier, is our biggest issues right now are offensive line and our defense. And until those two things get fixed, which I hope and pray they address in the draft and in the offseason free agency, like it does not matter who's standing back there. It doesn't. Like, yeah, he might win you a couple more games. He's not going to take you to the Super Bowl. I think we're a couple years away. I think realistically, I don't like any of these QBs, the top ones, other than maybe like a Hen and Hooker, but he's even going to be a project because he doesn't have a ton of experience. And I think he'll be gone. And I, I hope, I don't think we should take a quarterback in the first couple rounds. I think we go really? offensive line. I, think, I don't think any of them are proven enough to be like, that's the guy. He, he has everything we need, and we cannot miss on another yeah. first oh, shit, round no. or second round. Like We have got to hit, and I think you have a better chance, better odds of hitting on an offensive lineman or somebody on defense in those top couple rounds than a quarterback. And if and I, there are some other guys in the later rounds that I, I like as long-term projects that maybe pan out, but I wouldn't take a quarterback in the first three rounds. That's just me. I think all the, if we do, it'll be – the most Raider thing we do in reach on a pick <laughs> in the first or second round on a quarterback that has either fallen because other teams don't think he's the guy or we take him in the first round and all these guys are unproven. 
Every pretty much every single one. And CJ Stroud's had a lot of time, but I I, I just don't. I'm not a fan There's, of that. Ohio like State quarterbacks, yeah. man. There's something about that. Yep. I just I, I'm not a fan. Him, of him. I mean, Kentucky's guy Le- Levi or whatever his name is. He's not had a ton of experience. I mean, Hooker's not had a ton of experience. He looked great, but NFL's a, great a different year. animal, man. Yeah. And, and what are you going to draft him? And now where are you going to address the other problems you have right. on the O line and defense? Like, let's go fix those other things. I'm fine with Rome with Stiddy. I like what he did in the last two games. Maybe let him roll at the beginning of the season, dra- maybe draft or, or find somebody in free agency that you can bring in, in case he doesn't work. But you got a lot of other issues before anybody you put behind there. And I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, none of them are going to outscore 30 points a game. None of them. On, on a on a week in and week out basis, it's not going to happen. So if we focus then in the offseason, say we focus on, well, not say, we are going to focus on defense, but say best case scenario, like we end up with a Marcus Peters and Jalen Ramsey are our starting corners. Nate sure. Hobbs, our slot. Like, you know, we, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you get a linebacker late in the draft. I think there's some really good guys late in the draft that you can get a linebacker right. spot that'll pan out. You get some offensive linemen in there. If you can keep Josh Jacobs, you got all the skill guys you need. Now you're possibly looking at if you can somehow flip that. I think they finished at 22nd in the league, our defense this year. At one point, they were 29th in the league. If you could flip them to maybe a top 15 defense, now you can run the ball. Now you just need a, a point guard at the quarterback position. You don't need a guy to do anything special. You need a Brock Purdy that can go through his reads, make things happen with his legs when things do break down, and just distribute the ball. And your defense will hold, if they can hold him to 16, 17 points a game, you got enough athletes with Adams and Jacobs and Waller and Renfro to score enough points. You just got to have the quarterbacks got to have time and you play action's got to work. So say that all that, that pans out. Okay. And yeah. even if we just roll with the Jarrett Stidham, okay. In the latter rounds though, the Raiders would likely draft a quarterback. All those, you know, power guys five guys gone. are going to be gone. So group of five expert who do, who, who in the quarterback spots is who, like, what, what, who's the, um, the freaking, who's the guy from the, that the Patriots got from right up oh, the road. Uh, uh, Bailey Zappi, Bailey Zappi. broke every Who, record in college football. There season. you go. Who's the Bailey Zappi there in, in the group of five? I don't know if there's any Bailey Zappies, but Clayton Toon out of Houston, I really like him. He was a he was a fifth year senior. He played a he's had a ton of experience. He's 6'3", 220, almost four thousand yards this year, thirty seven touchdowns, one hundred and ten QBR rating. And I know we probably won't go this route, but I love Jay Kaner out of Fresno State. I know he's oh, a no, guy, but he's just he's he's just he's great arm strength. He can anticipate the throws. He's under Jeff Tedford, who's a quarterback guru, who's at Cal for many years, who's yeah. now at Fresno State. I think either of those guys in the late round would be like a project sit sit for a couple years type of guy. Um, but if I had my shot at Clayton too, I'd take him. He's a little bigger. He can run as well, so it kind of gives you that little mobility, dual threat type of deal. I'd go with him if he's available in like a like a late round. Okay, and then what about now? And then to switch to the other side of the ball in defense, you mentioned maybe a player there on defense, maybe a linebacker. Like you called it, who was the guy? Was it Will Mummy or what was the guy's name? Chad Muma. Yeah, Chad, Chad Muma. Muma. You called that Chad Muma on yeah, this show, time. like, and dude had a killer season this Chad year. Chad Muma's a he's a dog, man. But uh, I got a couple guys: Carlton Marshall. A lot of, a lot of people never heard of him. Troy University. Okay, won the Sun Belt last year. He broke the all-time tackling record in college football this year, and nobody talked about him. Nobody covered it on ESPN. He's a smaller guy, but and we interviewed their head coach at Troy this year twice. He goes, I've been around college football a long time. It's the most instinctual linebacker I've ever been around, and it's from my, my time playing on defense and my time as a coach. So I love Carlton Marshall. He's going to the Senior Bowl, so we'll get to see him. And Dorian Williams out of Tulane, who beat USC this year, 
in that bowl game, on the New Year's Day bowl game. He's a big guy, 6'2", 225. He had 85 tackles this year, two picks. He's another guy. If he's hanging around the late rounds, okay, I'd, I'd go with either one of those guys if they're available, and, and they're going to fit in and, and play ball right away. All right on. Good stuff there. Give yeah, it for Jimmy yeah. Jeff, sure. man. Good stuff, man. That's why we got to have the pros on around here, man. Yeah, that's right. There's all, all the rest of us around here frothing at the mouth on emotion. This guy's actually. We got, we, we, this is a good balance tonight, yeah, Michelle. We got yeah. the numbers guy, we got the the, 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 the analyst guy, mind, yeah. and then you and I are like, rah, rah, Raiders. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so speaking of that, though, so speaking mm-hmm. of that rah, rah, Raider stuff right. that we do, like, who, who would you want to see? Like, if you had to just. Pick out of all these different scenarios and all the different veterans and all these different guys out there. What would you, as a fan, get behind? Are you the anti Brady so sort, or like what, I'm are, what not are you feeling? Anti, I'm. I want whoever's going to get us to the Super Bowl. That's what I want, and I want it now. But the thing about Brady, one, because Jeff, you keep saying that, like the offensive line and the defensive line. Like, why would Tom Brady come here with the, what we have? You no, know, so that point. would be yeah, like a yeah. weird. And also, too, I feel like he is become this like disgruntled old man. I, I don't. True. That's when he's dangerous though. Yeah, well, it is when, when he's pissed but, off. But yeah. also too, you don't, I don't know that I want a quarterback that's going to be, you know, c- cussing people in their face. And I mean, I want a, a locker room quarterback. I don't want a guy that's just going to be to himself because he's Tom Brady. Like, I don't know what, okay. he just doesn't seem like on the sideline, just doesn't seem like a, a good, uh, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, he doesn't seem to lift players up. He now, at a point, he has, but now he just seems like a guy that's just playing football. Like, he just doesn't seem like he has, like he's lost something. Okay. Like some sort of fire. I don't know. And he's, he's kind of got that good. Michael Jordan, like, yes, air about yeah, him. Yeah, and yeah. on the end of Michael Jordan's career, like, yeah. people didn't gravitate yeah, towards him as right. they did when yeah, he was that's Yeah, good call that's out. what yeah. it feels yeah. like. And so, no, not him. I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers fan, but if he can get us there, bring him in. Um, I don't think there's anybody that I want, but I do think we need somebody young because I think we have a lot to contend with in our, in, you know, the AFC West, like shit, we have to keep up on eh, Justin Herbert, whatever. I don't, I don't, I think he's like, he's good, but I'm clearly he's fine. He's, you know, he's, he's okay. fine. As but Jeff you know, would say, yeah, we, <laughs> we have to play that freaking Kermit and we, <laughs> whatever we bring in has to compete with that. So whoever the hell you can bring in that's going to compete with that, bring them in. That's my answer. So, so to me, like when I hear that, I think, well, Lamar Jackson. I think like like a dream scenario. If money is not an issue, do you really think he's not going to be with the Ravens? Do you? I, I'm. T- there's a lot of indicators that he could be gone. And listen, mm. and like, and these are always interesting conversations because a lot of it is fan driven right. and things like that. And the Ravens would be fools if they oh, let him go. Yeah. But how much control are they going to have true. over it? Now, granted, he's got an injury history, but if if you're talking about, like, if I think out of all these guys, in terms of the veterans, because right. the drafted guys are unproven. We don't know, right? We don't know what the, right. what the young guys are going to do. But for the guys that got tape, if I'm going twice a year against, uh, you know, Kermit, and that's the bar, as we've <sighs> talked about on this show, but that's the bar. Like, we're trying to beat the Chiefs. Like, forget... Right everything else we want to beat the chiefs because once until we can do that we ain't winning a division and so we got to get that done if i want to if i'm going to go toe-to-toe if you give me a quarterback at all these guys to pick from i'm picking freaking lamar jackson to be (laughs) that guy but the trick is though what's that guy what would that actually cost dollars and cents? granted we have we're gonna have like 60 million dollars in cap room or something crazy we're gonna have a ton of money 
but he's going to command a Mahomes-style contract, mm-hmm. don't you think, Joel? Which is a half a billion dollars for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. He's he he uh, he got in a little bit of trouble for uh, her, like getting into it with a fan who was criticizing paying him, telling the Ravens they shouldn't pay him, and he like commented on them. You know, I think cursed at him. So earlier in the season, that was this season. If you guys want to check that out, um, so he wants he wants a back. He wants to get paid. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's I, I personally don't think that's the move given all the things that QB Jeff kind of referenced and what we need to address and what Raider Nation feels that we need to address. Um, but yeah, I, I it's a it's a do we think that they're going to be an upgrade over what Stidham and our car, right? Because we're letting go car. So they have a mind for an upgrade already based off the numbers of his car's contract because they could have, I guess they could have renegotiated the extension, right? With car and kept him around. Sure, yeah. But they already decided, no, it's not a culture fit or it's not whatever, whatever it may be, right? So the numbers, one, have to be there and I don't think Lamar is going to be numbers-wise. I don't think Aaron Rodgers, even though I, I think he would do it for the team and it'd be, you know, in the script to have the Packers come to Vegas mm-hmm. and him beat them with Devontae <laughs> Adams when he complained with leaders, uh, you know, the front office there for so long not getting in the tools to win. I think that's like a good scripted game if you if you buy into the the conspiracy theories, <laughs> as I know most of you in the chat do. Yes, um, a lot of it. There's a lot. I've I've heard some, more yeah. fixed games yeah, comments this too. year than ever, and I've always been quick to dismiss those because I'm like the money's too big. Yeah. Like there's too many things, but there's a lot of that stuff yeah, about is. whether it's the Raiders themselves scripting things to like to lead to cars failure or the NFL mm-hmm. and like all this stuff, which I still think a lot of that is nonsense. Yeah. But man, it sure has been a lot more talk this year than in years past yeah and that's another scripted thing is why i think brady is actually a fit for the raiders because it fits the script of Mm. like a an epic end of his entire dynasty basically started on a lie as my brother says with the tuck rule (laughs) and if it ended hoisting a lombardi trophy for in allegiant right the super bowl next year is in the stadium if that happens i might buy i might start buying into these these theories these conspiracies if that (laughs) happens i may have to jump the ship and and just jump on in. Well, because like, and I and I said for like a long time, like a, a handful of times on this show, like, wouldn't it be poetic yeah. for the Raiders to beat the Buccaneers? We get revenge against Tom. We get revenge against mm. the Buccaneers. We hoist the Lombardi Trophy, right? <laughs> like the whole Tom Brady, you're sticking with that MRFer thing. Like there would have been a lot of poetry for the Raiders to beat the Buccaneers mm. in the Super Bowl. But even more poetry for scripted NFL fan <laughs> is Tom Brady actually coming the goat coming over and winning number what eight? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. in a Raider uniform. Like I'm with you, Michelle. Like that might That's get a my full circle. Uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. Be, Give me the tin foil hat. Yeah, <laughs> I might be riding with Mike. Almost too good. <laughs> yeah. Almost, yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, good stuff there from uh, from everybody, and uh, appreciate you, chat room. And hey. Keep all the comments coming. Um, during the show, it's hard for us to keep up with the chat, but I always go back and read the chat, so please keep all those comments coming in. Uh, we're going to jump in and do a real quick Raiders and Pop Culture, and then we're going to jump in and uh, hear from you guys because more of you and less of us is a good thing. And uh, we'll, let's go ahead, ahead and hit this break, and then we're going to jump in. Uh, wait, I already said that. Whatever. I'm just going to hit a damn break and stop talking. Britannia <laughs> rules the waves. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from London, England. And you're listening to Raider Fan Radio. And we're in Merth's Cave, and I tell you, this is the only place you need to be. Go Raiders! You're 
You're listening to The Violator, and I'm live on Raider Fan Radio. Where you at, baby? All right, appreciate everybody that's in the chat room tonight. A bunch of our good friends are in there. Uh, 85 Raider Nation, Oakland fan is in there. Lee B is in there. Ron the Mater Raider is in there. Raider Dad is in there. Hardcore Raider, what's up, Hardcore? Uh, Paul is in there. Paul? Paul. Uh, Kill Jadis is in there. Connecticut Raider Ryan. Uh, that's a new name. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, Ron, of course, holding it down. Christian Suarez is in there. Corey Fleck is in there. Uh, Raider, wait, oh, that's Raider Way in there. Lencho is in there. Big Tone is in there. Uh, Oki Raider. Is in there. Big Bass. What's up, Big Bass? Big Bass. Uh, Joshua Smith is in there. Uh, so many of our good friends are in there. And if you hear squeaking in the background, that's the dogs chewing on chew toys. <laughs> Squeaky chew toys. At first, I'm like, do we have an audio thing? And then I'm like, well, maybe somebody's chair. Like, where's Lamont? Is he sitting over there behind the bar squeaking in his chair? Nah, it's, it's Zeke over there chomping on a uh, on a squeaky toy. But uh, well, we appreciate you. Lee B is in there. So many of our good friends. Appreciate you very much. All right, so here's a real quick one. And so, uh, you know, this I've been to a lot of Raider games in my life. Uh, never uh, grew up in Oakland. Uh, not grew up in Oakland, but grew up at the Oakland Coliseum anyways. Uh, went to a bunch of games on the road. Uh, I've been, of course, to Legion Stadium a handful of times. Jeff, did you ever go see the Raiders in Los Angeles? No, I didn't. Me- All my games were at, at Oakland Coliseum. Okay. Me neither. I, I never went to any games in Los Angeles. Two of you ever go? You guys are L.A. Mm-mm. folks. Did you ever go? Okay. All mm-hmm. right. So, But I've heard uh, recently from a lot of our L.A. Raider uh, folks how, like, no, like, they would say, like, because the discussion around the fans taking over Allegiant. And, you know, of course, enough folks that grew up going to Oakland games, we were like, yeah, whatever our, our point was on it. But then L.A. Raider fan is like, that shit sure as heck wouldn't have happened. <laughs> and apparently going to the L.A. Coliseum back in the day during Raider games was really, really gnarly. And I wish that, that I would have been had a chance to 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 be able to go and, and see it firsthand. But um, anyways, so I'm going to trust all those all those <laughs> folks and, and their their opinion on it. Um, but I set all that up to to introduce that to uh, introduce you to this. Um, oh wait, and there's a comment in there. Uh, Oakland fan says you had season tickets at O.co. No, I never did. Uh, my family, like we didn't have enough money to have season tickets to anything. Uh, we occasionally got to go to a game, and I went to a lot of A's games. Uh, I spent a lot of time out in the bleachers and right field uh, at Dollar A's games. Tuesdays, there man. you <laughs> go. Dollar ticket on Tuesdays. Absolutely. So I spent a lot of. In fact, I went to a hell of a lot more A's games than I ever did yeah. uh, Raider games. Not only because there's more of them, but yeah, my old man could take me out there for a couple bucks, and we could go to a, go to an A's game. Um, but yeah, I went saw the Warriors. My first concert was at the Oakland Coliseum Arena. Like monster trucks and all the car <laughs> shows. Man, I spent a lot of time at the Oakland Coliseum. Um, but anyways. Back to this. Back to Los Angeles and back to this Raiders and pop culture. Um, I forget who was that sent this to us. I think it was Lala Meloso. Um, I've seen this movie, but it's been a long, long time ago. But so this is uh, for this Raiders and pop culture. We're going to check in with Leslie Nielsen <laughs> and the Naked Gun movie, the third one, which is Naked Gun 33 and a third, in which he disguises himself as an inmate and, uh, and, and, and sneaks into this prison, and as he's walking through the prison yard, this is what he had to say. I was surrounded by pimps, rapists, and murderers. It was like being in the stands at a Los Angeles Raiders game. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. There we go. 
All right, so appreciate it. I think it was Lent Show, and I apologize, man. Whoever sent that to us, man, that was pretty fun. So let's go ahead and uh, let's check in with this. Oh, you got some? Yeah, heck yeah, Joel. Go okay. for it. Just one thing before uh, Do it. we go uh, into the sea of fans, guys. As the numbers guy, I'd be remiss if I didn't make this plug. Um, at one point, we had about 108 people in the chat, and I know this is a big ask for a lot of people, so ask your friends that might have a little bit more resources. But if we can get to the One Nation Foundation, anybody to subscribe to $5 monthly, just for the next year, that would be everybody in the chat just finds one friend or does it themselves for five dollars a month. That would raise six thousand four hundred twenty-five. Dude, let's go, oh, Joel. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. So, so little incremental impacts that you guys can do with your fandom to help the Blitnikoff Foundation, help One Nation Foundation spread out that Raiders love. Uh, we we greatly appreciate it. And again, if you're, I know donating is is really hard. If you can't. Do us a huge solid. Share the show. Mm. Um, if you're in an airport, if you're in a bus stop, or wherever you're at, and you're wearing the Raiders shield, find somebody else who's wearing it and say, hey, have you heard of Raiders fan radio? And plug in the show. Because, I mean, if we can get everybody who's in the chat to find one person to donate $5 a month to the One Nation Foundation, that's $6,500 pretty much right oh, there. Wow. So uh, it's that. really small potatoes that we can look at and incremental things can make a huge difference because, I mean, we talked about it after, the, or they talked about it after the, the uh, dinner. The impact that they're making and what the One Nation Foundation does, it gets a marquee spot in the dinner. They get they bring up Murph on state, Murph and Swag on stage and they have the check. It is huge for uh, the Blitnikoff family and their, their foundation because it, it does hit close to home. So if you really want to impact a, a Raiders legend's heart, and their legacy, yeah. consider uh, donating or asking somebody that you know if they'd be donating. I think my father-in-law is watching, so I, <laughs> if, if, if you want to yeah. roger up and start donating, I can help you with this subscription there. Uh, okay, boss? So, <laughs> hey, I just want to plug awesome. that. Thank you, Joel. Yeah, that's Thank fantastic. you, Joel. We appreciate you. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. His body throws. It is. Hey, before we dig into the Sea Fans mailbag, I got to highlight some of these comments. And the Raider Dad <laughs> says the LA Coliseum was a scary neighborhood. Bars on all the windows. Uh, uh, Jair Flores says we would take tortillas into the game and throw them like freebies or like frisbees I guess he said yeah that's awesome man 85 Raider Nation going to a game in LA was like going into a biker bar and no it's and, 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 and no it's not like going into some hipster bar uh, man that's awesome man we appreciate you all very very much appreciate you Oakland Raider fan man very very kind alright and uh, and so and hey before we jump into this thing I gotta I got show you the, new, the newest addition oh, yeah. to the Raiders fan radio family Look so Say say hi to Bomber. So this is <laughs> this is my new Mastiff. So we we named him Bomber in honor of the legendary, of course, Mad Bomber, which is uh, Daryl LaMonica. And so uh, so yeah. So as you as you watch the show here live around the fan cave, of course, you always see Raider Zeke roaming around, and you're going to see this uh, this soon to be monster freaking mm-hmm. roaming around the fan cave as well. So uh, so yeah. So we're happy to welcome in this new guy. <laughs> All right. Um, Killed Jadis. Oh my God, puppy! <laughs> um, yeah, so he's not even eight weeks old yet. So yeah, so he, he's he's a good boy. He's a good boy, uh, and he's going to be a big Raider fan, of course. All right, so let's jump into the C fans mailbag. Enough of us, because uh, and more of you and less of us is a good thing. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and kick it off here with the emails. And if you want to email the show, you can email the show at show. 
slower, maybe. Ready? Okay. Let me get my pan. Hold okay, on. you got that? Spell it out for animal mother. All right, got okay, it. All right. <laughs> Show. So that's okay. S. All right. H. Okay. O. W. Jeff, did you get that? Can you say it again? Was there a silent <laughs> letter in there? It's S. <laughs> H. <laughs> Which one of us was the former student athlete over here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little slow. The town is back that way. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, S-H-O-W at Raiders Fan Rito. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Announce that real quick, CPA Joel. Hit the applause button too, buddy. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, there you go. Hit the, hit the, hit the, there you go. There, there we it go. Is. Give it up for pineapple, Joel. Yeah. Well, thank you for your $50 donation. That's awesome. For me, oh, that's awesome. That I appreciate that. You're awesome. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Pineapple in there with a $50 donation going to the One Nation Foundation. And man, that is so cool. Is thank you so very, very much. We appreciate you, my friend. And uh, all right, so more of you, yes, as I said, less of us is a good thing. You got the email address, you got the phone number, uh, 909 345 3346. But let's go ahead and kick it off with the emails. And Michelle has the honor of reading us the emails tonight. All right, here we go. Salute RFR, salute nation. Again, salute to the Bills medical team and first responders for providing DeMar Hamlin with another chance at life. He is a man first, football player second. The appreciation Murph, Uncle Mosh, retired. Swag Jeff and Michelle. First off is to express my gratitude and appreciation for you, your time, and content produced on my, our favorite football team, the Raiders. This show is great, no joke. Sometimes when laughing, I feel myself gasping for air, especially after respect segment, when you switch voices literally to die for. That's my favorite part, too. Thanks for another great season of content. Your efforts do not go unnoticed. The disrespect. That will be the last time we, the inside of Death Star, uh, we... That will be the last time we, the inside of the Death Star, looking like that. Oh, okay. I got it. The disrespect. Merry-go-round, ice balls, snow globe. We owe them an ass-whooping for that. The disrespect. It felt like ever since Pittsburgh week, the team already packed for Cancun. The disrespect. Car taking his ball and going home. A captain doesn't abandon his post. The disrespect. Doing DC like that. I know he was crying, just saying there's a better way of doing business. Remember, we are Raiders. The shield speaks for itself. So, yeah, let them hate, spend money, and spend their money with us. Be proud, be humble, be calculated, and stay ready for attack. Salutations from the Silver and Black Mac. Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with them on the yeah. yeah, man, right? Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Next, we have T-Hom. Dear RFR crew, now, before I say what I'm going to say, let me just pass around the box of Kleenex so that all five of the Chargers fans and both of the Vikings scholars can have something to cry into. It's on to 2023. When it comes to quarterbacks, Stidham is already in-house. Although he is a free agent, Carr is gone. You will still hear some highlights from me about him, referencing episode numbers, but you will not hear me dwell on it. Now, let me say this about Tom Brady. I acknowledge all the great things he has done, and I don't blame him for Walt Coleman's dumbass tuck ruling nearly two decades ago. But I have seen the diminishing skills from Brady, just as I saw in Carr this past season. Brady took a team to a record of 8-9 and nine and got destroyed in the playoffs. Obviously, we need to fix the offensive line, but Brady is a statue, and we will get broken in just a couple of games. Bringing in Brady is just another 15 million whiff, in my opinion. And the only thing I will say about Jimmy G is that he would catch the high heel of his shoe on the step getting <laughs> off the bus <laughs> and end up on IR right off the bat. 
I would bring in Jacoby Brissett before I did anything with Jimmy G. I think that's a that's a sneaky possibility there that no one's really talking about a lot. Yeah. And if you're waiting for 2024 to bring in Caleb Williams, I will just say two words. Tim Couch. Mm. Stidham stays on to compete as a starter or a backup. If the Raiders could trade for either Mac Jones or Justin Fields, I would do that. No way am I going to jump up and draft a quarterback in the first round and either get no value at all out of the pick this year or throw him in too early and get him destroyed, Reference Derek's older brother David in Houston. There will be quarterbacks available in round two, and I will remind everyone that Kenny Stabler and Derek Carr were both second-round picks. If Brady comes in, I would still be on board, even though I think it's a mistake and just hope he doesn't get injured. And the first thing I hope that Brady would do is call his buddy Gronk and tell him just to stay home, please. We'll talk more about free agents and draft later. As for now, love you all and stay fresh in all your new Vegas attire that you got over the holidays. Kansas City may have the best record in the division, but the silver and black will be coming for you soon. T-Hom. Hey! Hey, T-Hom. Hey, spot on. T-Hom. Good stuff. That is. Oh, wait. I already read that one. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Paul. Paul? Paul. Paul. Evening, everybody. Hope you're all well. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of that for another year. I've always hated the end of the season. No more football for eight months and all and all that. But this season has been like a toothache. The most disappointing season I can remember for a long time. We've certainly seen worse teams over the years, but from where this group started, it has to be one of the most disappointing. After last season, we had a good foundation to kick on with, but we seemed hell-bent on dismantling things and making things harder for ourselves as time went on. I admit I've been impatient this year in some areas, but I don't think it was unreasonable to expect more than we ended up with. Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones signed, and we had extensions for Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Max Crosby. We were sold the dream that this new coaching staff was full of fresh, exciting ideas. Innovation was the buzzword, and they were the best thing since sliced bread. It seemed we couldn't possibly fail. We were clearly built to win this season. Then we sprinkled some Raiders dust on it, and it pretty much turned to shit. (laughs) (laughs) Poor execution, poor roster management, and terrible coaching at times, and in the end, we couldn't get out of our own way. There were bright spots along the way. Devontae Adams is even better than we thought he would be. Max Crosby continues to build his legacy with us, and A.J. Cole, Daniel Carlson, and Trent Sig have been consistent again this season. Our MVP surely has to go to Josh Jacobs. In another difficult year, he's been exceptional. uh, 1,653 yards, 800-plus after contact. 2,053 all-purpose yards, 12 touchdowns, and 93 first downs. A phenomenal effort, especially after being ignored by the coach for the first month. And to sit alongside Marcus Allen and Clem Daniels as the only other Raiders to win a league rushing title speaks volumes. Take a bow, young man. Now get the money you deserve, hopefully still in Vegas. (laughs) 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 Yes, hopefully still in Vegas. That was the cheering for. There's no question that this is the most important draft and free agency period in our recent history. We can expect a lot of changes to play personnel, and the roster will be unrecognizable next season. We still have concerns at quarterback. The O-line wasn't addressed properly all year, and we've been waiting for a decent linebacker group for about 30 years. This has to stop, and this year's draft has to be virtually all defense for me. Whatever happens over the next few months, Ziegler and McDaniels have to hit on at least 80% of their deals. Otherwise, they're not going to see this through. It's not been easy for them so far, and now they've backed themselves into a corner and increased the pressure on themselves tenfold. McDaniels in particular has to get it right and quickly because he's his success window is probably six to eight games next season. 
We have to be over 500 at least at the mid midway point, or he could be toast. For that reason, he can't gamble on starting Stidham at quarterback alongside a rookie. He has to go all in on Brady or a Rodgers-type quarterback and draft someone to learn the ropes for a couple of years. Any other decision would be Russian roulette. It still wouldn't take that quarterback in the early rounds, though, if it was up to me. We're now at that time of year when mock draft speculation and rumors are the order of the day. We all have our ideas. It was a perfect if it was a perfect world. Sadly, it isn't. If it was, I'd have Sean Payton as our head coach, Lamar Jackson as our quarterback, mm. and I'd be living next door to Jennifer Aniston, and I'd have a Domenico's <laughs> in my kitchen. <laughs> I can make that happen. <laughs> oh, the, the sandwich part. That's a <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, you know, Jen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know Jen. We go with that. <laughs> around the league there are questions that require answers as well for example why do people ask gene sterator for advice great question amen why why are people like patrick mahomes allowed to procreate better (laughs) (laughs) it ain't easy being green (laughs) (laughs) will there be a better sight in the playoffs than the chargers collapsing in such dramatic fashion amen (laughs) is there (laughs) Hey, if it's not a Raider yeah, win, so we'll take a divisional d- d- like right. implosion, you know? Yeah, yeah that yeah. was nice chef's to kiss. see. That yeah, was chef's absolute kiss. Chef's Absolutely. Kiss. Is, is there, <coughs> oh no, is there an official medical term for Joey Bosa's face? There has to be. His nose touches his chin and he looks like he was born in a hall of mirrors. Oh. <laughs> I can. That's true. I didn't think that would make yeah. sense, but he does. He does. Is there oh is there God. really a higher power watching over us? If there is, he or she has to make sure there isn't another Chiefs versus 49ers Super Bowl. Oh, oh my gosh! In closing yeah. this week, I'd like to ask you all for prayer or two. It's Chinese New Year this weekend, and it's the year of the rabbit. Please God, I hope nobody has told Philip Rivers, <laughs> his wife. <laughs> His wife will have to add extra locks on the bedroom door again. Oh, Everybody pray for that woman. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> stay, oh, stay safe, oh, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation, and let's go Jacksonville. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi. Polly Award winner 2019 and 2022. Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020. BRT Sizzler scorekeeper. Proud made man. Five times, five times, five times, times two. Winner of the Raiders fan radio, BRT Sizzler. Paul. Oh my gosh, Paul. 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 Hello. Paul. I met him with Paul. Who? Paul. Paul. Yes, Paul. Paul's not here. Hey, Paul. Paul. Uh, hi. I'm Paul. Darn right you are, yeah. Paul. Oh my gosh, it wouldn't, wouldn't be the same without you, my friend. <laughs> uh, all right, let's uh, let's we're gonna get this thing moving here. We're getting uh, we're closing in on what two and a half hours here. So although we're off next week, so we're we're, we're kind of doing the every other week thing. So uh, some of these shows are gonna run a little long because we got a lot, lot to cram in, in, uh, into one single show. Uh, so anyways, we appreciate all of you that have joined us for the long haul here. Uh, appreciate Paul in the chat room, Kill Jadis, Big Bass Raider, Corey Fleck, Jay Jackson, uh, Hardcore Raider, Lee B. So many of our good friends are in the chat room and appreciate you hanging in. All right, so you can be part of this show three different ways. You can uh, email the show at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. You can jump in the chat room at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio, or you can call the show 
at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. And uh, you can leave us a voicemail. And if you leave us a voicemail three or more times or five times, as one uh, uh, one of our folks had to do this week, uh, then you can become <laughs> the next made man or made woman. And hey, do us a favor. So first off, please call the show. We'd love to get your voicemails. Um, hit that number. It's 24-7. You can call it anytime. Leave us your name. So the kicking off the segment here, actually, or after the guy that's going to kick off the segment, we had one of our really familiar voices. I don't know who it was, though. He said, hey, it's been a long time, and I recognize the voice, but I don't recognize uh, what, what your name is because you, you didn't tell us. So please tell us your name uh, when you call. And uh, we appreciate uh, all of you that have called us over these past couple weeks. First off, though, we're going to kick it off. We're going to lead off the segment with a good buddy mojo. So this is now twice in a row He's let off this segment. Mojo is bringing it, man. I love, you know, we just love Mojo anyways. Him and his uh, lovely wife, Libby, just in, in, in real life. But his Raider takes are freaking on point. And so let's check in with our good friend Mojo as he leads off the voicemail segment. Murph, Mosh, Swaggy J, Michelle, Made Men and Women, your boy Mojo. Oh, I wanted to give a, a special hello. I know you're listening. My man, Lamont, man, my brother from another mother, man. Just wanted to say what's up. Hey, listen, I just wanted to call, man. The season's over. Was doing some contemplating, some thinking, and uh, I want to I wanna, uh, make some, you know, make a couple predictions here, guys. Um, we're obviously going to sign a quarterback in the offseason. You know, a lot of people are saying Brady. Now some people are saying uh, Aaron Rodgers, Garoppolo. There's a lot of guys on the table. Uh, what do you think, Raider Nation? Who, who, who are we bringing in, man? I want to hear what everybody thinks. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to address is uh, Josh Jacobs isn't going anywhere, people. We're either going to pay Josh Jacobs but or we're going to franchise tag him. And I think franchise tagging him is probably the most economical way to go about this next year. So you tag him with a franchise. You pay less than what he's going to take in the market, um, you know, by a couple couple mil. I think uh, his market's probably 17, 18 million. Correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, Murph. Uh, and I think we can get him between. I think we franchise tag him somewhere at 15 or 16. So wherever we can save, that's just more help that we're going to give Max on the defensive side there, and uh, more more money we can spend on the offensive line, which are you know obviously we need uh, a lot of help in both of those units, right? The other thing I want to say is, listen, people. Devontae Adams is not – he's not going anywhere. Amen. Devontae Adams will be a Raider next year. Mark my words. It's called $140 million over five years. Yeah, he can sit out. But, listen, Devontae Adams is working on a Hall of Fame career. You think he wants to sit out? And what if we call his bluff and we don't do anything about it? We don't trade him. Then he's going to miss an entire year of numbers. Stop. That's not, that's not what's going to happen. Anyway, I don't want to get too close to my time limit. Uh, everybody stay cool, man. Enjoy the off season. Let's all just love each other, Raider Nation. The Derek Carr thing's behind us, man. Let's just all be fans again, man. We don't have to hate each other. Just win, baby. Mojo out. All right, there it is. Excellent message from our buddy Mojo. Appreciate you, Mojo, and absolutely, man. Let's just freaking we all we all root for the same team, yep. like yes, literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so yeah. Appreciate you, Mojo. Uh, as always, with a great call. So we asked about Josh Jacobs. Uh, John Leon in there says franchise tag for twelve million. It was. Now they've updated the numbers. It's down to ten. 
10 million bucks for Josh Jacobs. That's a slam dunk, man. Yeah. That's an absolute slam dunk. But it was, it was, and I talked about this in Silver and Black today. It was 12 for a hot minute. And even if it was 12, it's, it's still, still a slam yeah. dunk. You know what I mean? Like that's still easy, easy enough for the Raiders to, to do. All right, next up, let's check in with our buddy down in the 805. That's in Animal Mother's area, right? Ventura, like yep. that whole kind Ventura of area, County, right? Santa Barbara, yeah. There you go. All right, so let's go ahead and check in with our caller down in the 805. Murph, Black Jeff, Michelle Flett, Uncle Mosh. Hey, man, it's uh, been a while since I called. I know it was the Colts game. I uh, just want to say uh, glad the season's over. Glad it ended the way it did. Um, Stidham is not the guy. I was at the game, been at every game. Like, it's just not going to happen. How do you not understand? How do you not get? that the Chiefs were going to prepare for the same game plan you ran against the 49ers. How, how does that happen? They literally, you have the number one, the number one rushing running back in the league. They stacked the box to stop him. You still can, they don't stop the guy. All I want to say, looking forward to the future, I'm eight. I'm glad that everything happened the way it did. Derek Carr could finally move on. We can move on, finally. And this is it. Invest in the defense, right? Invest in the O-line. Bring in somebody. At this point, man, look, I don't care what Raider Nation says, man. If Tom Brady comes in and he wants $30 million, $25 million, he wants a contract that's going to let us build up the defense. We got what we got, man. We got Waller. We, we bring back Jacob. We got Renfro. Bring him back. I, hey, I like Matt Collins. Bring him back. Either way, man, I'm glad the way it ended the way it did because, you know what, at least at least we know that Stidham's not the guy. Hey, much love to all you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Love y'all. Peace out. All right. Here we go. Appreciate you. So real quick before we jump into the next call, um, let me ask you, Jeff. Stidham, I don't think he's the guy either, but does he need to be if we bump up the defense and the offensive line like you were talking about earlier? Well, I think the sample size is too small. Yeah. I mean, two games. I mean, that's what I was I was worried about after he had a good game against the Niners. We didn't, we didn't win, but everyone was like, oh, man, look at Stidham. He looks great. I was like, he's had one game. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not let's not jump the gun here. And you saw with the you know, Chiefs. Saw his tape. They saw the game plan. They're going to. He just needs more time. I think he can be the bridge. I don't think he's the guy. But you give him a good defense and a better offensive line. You don't. I mean, you don't know until you put him in that situation. Absolutely. So I think you just got to see. You got to bump up those other two two areas of the team and see. You know, then you got you got more options back there. Absolutely. Well, and they can sign him for relatively cheap too, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything. He's got. He's a free agent right now. You sign him to a two year deal. He's a cheap, super cheap option for the team and then they can just freaking blow it out yep. everywhere else and again it, it sounds like pie in the sky but there is a real life scenario where marcus peters and jalen ramsey and nate hobbs are our three starting corners like which is like <laughs> you know what i mean i think i thought marcus and marcus peters an oakland guy like that's to me that's been like a dream signing for the raiders for a long time mm-hmm. yeah and dude's gonna be ready to get on his fourth team like come on man let's make that happen uh all right let's go down to texas and check in with our good buddy the raider critique Murph. Swaggy, Michelle, it's the Raider critique, man. And, uh, well, I hate to say that I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it seems like my hypothesis was correct. Jared Stidham really isn't that good of a quarterback, 
and we're definitely a lot further away than just one quarterback from being able to compete. There you go. We've got massive problems on the offensive line, but I'm sure I'm not telling you guys anything you don't already know. And we also have mad secondary issues when it comes to the defense and no depth at linebacker. Regardless of which way this plays out, whether we get that certain quarterback that nobody wants to talk about <laughs> or not, which I think would actually be a huge mistake because he's going to cost too damn much anyway, what's the point of bringing a guy in here like that who literally gets all the flags thrown for him when we are a team who is used to having the flags thrown against us? You know, I just feel like that if we wind up getting that guy, we're going to be given a championship and it won't be earned. And that I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, off seasons here, we finished six and eleven, and uh, yeah, we completely shit the bed. Josh McDaniels is every bit of the clown that we all took him to be. And really, in all actuality, I know that we're not going to get rid of him because you know Mark Davis got his hands tied when it comes to the coaching and how much money he's done spent. So in all actuality, everybody, hey, I uh, I appreciate you guys for putting me on. I'm a proud made man, but I damn sure am not proud of what this team has done this year, and I hope that we can turn it around for next season. And we better not go and get Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> the Raider critique, man. Always love the passion behind his calls, man. Good stuff there. All right, next up, let's check in with uh, – all right, this – I, I get called out a little bit here. Oh. Yeah, oh. this is Mrs. OG Daniel, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she's got something to say about uh, her getting on the show. Hey, Michelle. Swag. Oh, yeah, and that other guy. <laughs> it's Mrs. OG, Chronicles of the Black Hole. So, technically, this is my fifth call. I call, and then there's no show, and Jeff gets all excited and says, Mrs. OG. You need to call one more time. Why? <laughs> what we need here is some consistency. I'm throwing touchdown passes and they keep getting called back by the rest at RFR. So we have a serious QB situation. Did him shit the bet against the Chiefs. And did you see Tom Brady's performance last night? Are you sure you want that guy? <laughs> Or we can always get Jimmy G, king of the IR. Huh. Our season is over, and now we go make adjustments. And speaking of adjustments, I say we need a sweetest F-bomb award in the fannies. Right, Michelle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Five calls. Just make me already. <laughs> the Raiders. Oh, there she is. This is OG. Love it. Hey, all right. Well, and she's not wrong. She's not wrong. And it was funny. And Daniel sent me a message. He goes, listen, you're really pissing my wife off. What's your guys' scheduling? She keeps calling every week that you guys are off. So, hey, well, so without further ado, let's welcome to the family. Let's welcome to her seat at the table and welcome the newest made woman here at Raiders Fan Radio and welcome Miss OG Chronicles of the Black Hole. This made woman is loyal, blustering in our fan mail. Mess with her, I would deter. She'll kick you right in your tail. 
Her face is always game ready, painted in silver and black. She is loyal to the Raider Nation. She always has our back. She cheers as she storms our podcast, a fan no prouder or bold. And here on Raiders Fan Radio, her fandom is as valued as gold. This made woman is a Raider, a fierce and loyal fan. She's out here yelling and clearly telling she can kick ass as good as a man. All right, there she is, Mrs. OG Chronicles of the Black Hole. Congratulations, you are the newest made woman. So that's seven, I believe now, made women, women. that we'd have. Yeah, I believe we have. And uh, yeah, so that's awesome, man. So we appreciate you and and the more the merrier. So keep calling. Right. And, and for anybody that wants to become a made man or a made woman, just call and leave a message three or five times and you can become the next one. All right, so let's check in with a uh, made man down in Alabama. This is our buddy Josh down in the 703. What's up, fam? Uh, first off, one of the car is officially over, so I just want to thank Carr for the nine years that he gave to his team, um, for giving me the only hope I've really had as a Raiders fan. You know, I'm 33 years old. Most of my life, the Raiders ain't been, you know, you hear a lot about the great times of the Raiders. I have to watch them on NFL films, and, and you know, I know the tuck rule and the failed Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and then the cluster <laughs> that we went through after that. And uh, you know, I remember, you know, 2014, we got Carl, we got Mac, got Amari Cooper the next year. Actually, had hope as a Raider fan, but uh, you know, that time's over. I'm not gonna get into this. Now the the car stands and the car haters, car bashing, dashing, all that bullshit. Like I thought we'd grown ups, but I don't know. People fight and argue like children. So you know, to their car, thank you for what he did. Salud. Salud. That's what I'll see. <laughs> First big thing, okay. you know, we got to improve this defense. I need them to go out there, get some guys, especially in the secondary. We got to build this defense because it needs it needs help. I know big thing everyone's talking about quarterback. Uh, Tom Brady needs to go home. I want to see him with the Raiders. Everyone knows how I feel about that. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a down to me. He's he's a downgrade from Carr. Um, never never believed in that guy. I know some people are talking about Lamar Jackson. I don't know how Lamar Jackson would do with just with Josh Daniels' scheme, you know. And I just can't see the Ravens letting him go. Um, hopefully, we can get you know if Carr does agree to a trade. Hopefully, we can get some draft capital from. Him. I don't think we're going to get much, but you know something's better than nothing. And uh, so I'm really kind of just pinning my hopes, quarterback wise, on a rookie. Um, you know, and you have Jared sitting there to kind of help show him how the system goes. But I, I don't, I don't look at Stidham and go, yeah, that's my future. You know, so I think uh, I know everyone's kind of Bryce Young's going to go right off the rip. I'm not worried about him. His frame and size doesn't it, that to me is a concern because 
look at Kyler Murray, gets hit too many times, and all of a sudden the guys can't play no more. Google Voice. Oh, <laughs> So if you if you run up against the three minute mark, and then you get uh, you get Google Voice there, like our buddy Josh down in the seven oh three. But you know what? It's the off season. We only got one more call to get to after Josh. So I'll extend you because normally if you get Google Voice, you don't get to call back and, and play it, and you and you don't get to count for the Sizzler Award. So, but Josh, we'll go ahead. And you don't get to count for Sizzler, but we'll at least give you the second half of your call because we appreciate you, and, and we always love the way you end your calls. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to I don't want to dismiss that for sure. So let's go ahead and check in with the rest of Josh's call. Obviously, I just got cut off. Um, yeah, because you went back three minutes. Uh, Will Levi's uh, hooker, guys, I think y'all mentioned him. Y'all said he has an arm. Um, I think, though, if, if this team is serious, like if these guys are serious about trying to go, you know, if we're about winning, then, you know, you take you, you know you take your shot with a guy, you go – Press for CJ Stroud. Is he the guy that we're looking for? Like I said, I, nope. Um, Bryce Young is—he's going to be gone right yep. off the rip because I know that he's the hot commodity. Um, but just the rest of these other guys, I'm just not sure about. I know so CJ Stroud looks to me like the only viable one. Um, you know, especially if you're looking for not a not a runner like Lamar Jackson, but you know, an athletic quarterback that can move around. He's not going to, you know, look to, to run first. He's looking to throw and everything. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, it's going to be an off season that just, you know, the hopes were playoffs. Hopes were higher than what they were. And, uh, I mean, man, it was, just, it was a disappointment. I mean, I think we all say it. it was a disappointment. It's not what we envisioned at the beginning of the year. We were all hyped up. I know I was. That was the hardest part. Oh, we all had the biggest yeah. of expectations. Um, I hope yeah. that now we we stop with the, as I said, the whole detractor, you know, the whole division in Raider Nation. I know Hondo Carpenter came out with an article, and it actually was a pretty good article. Uh, it seemed like a lot of people were trying to say it was, you know, against cars. Some people were like, it's, you know, all Josh Daniels could do no wrong, and, and it was all on car. And then, I read it, and, you know, you look at it objectively, you're like, yeah, I see that. You know, like I said, to me, Carr's still a good quarterback. He had a bad year. But, um, you know, like they say, you know, not for long is the league, and mm. he's not with the Raiders anymore. Um, and, and I just – Jared Spittem didn't get me excited. I know that you said, Murph, that, yeah, we lost, but it felt different when we lost. We still lost. Like, I don't care if the shit felt differently. He's fucking lost. <laughs> So we got to go out there. We got to win. We got to make the right. Not moves. wrong. Um, so we're gonna see how all that goes. I love y'all. Raider Nation for life as always. And man, f- you if you ain't a Raider. <laughs> there he is. Josh down in the seven oh three. All right, one more to get to before we get out of here for the night. Uh, let's check in with our buddy uh, Cody, uh, cool Cody, uh, down there in Vegas. Hey, this is uh, Cody Thompson. AKA Cool Cody. And I'm calling in just uh, now that I call it down. Uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Go get Rogers. There he is. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> huh? 
Like Jim Rome used to say, get in, get out, and don't yes. suck. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Go get Rogers, man. So uh, we appreciate uh, Cool Cody. All right, so uh, for the, all the voicemails and emails of the night, we award a Sizzler Award. Uh, that is to the best of the emails and voicemails. And normally, uh, Jeff would do that. But in Jeff's absence, it's going to go to Michelle Sweat. Yeah. So Michelle, who do we have tonight? Who is the best of the best? Okay, so I there was a lot of really great calls, great emails. Um, you could really hear everybody's like passion and disappointment all like it yeah, really yeah, came yeah. through um but listen i gotta go with mrs og daniel hey! because she she had determination she was gonna get made and she was not <laughs> playing around so that's that's who i'm going with awesome i am the sizzler 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 we are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders! You know why we are here, and we ain't playing around today! From The Walking Dead to Errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Oh, he ha! Buy a football. We have cool footballs. Uh, little footballs. <laughs> so hey, you know, if you're wondering why it's, there's such a sense of urgency around this, I'm going to leave you with some depressing numbers, Raider Nation, before oh, we check right. out here for the night. Because there's no, we, if anything, if we have entertained you for three hours. That's awesome, but now we want to send you home depressed. <laughs> Raiders by the numbers. This comes via our good friends over at Raider Posts. Uh, 42 years since the Raiders had a road playoff win. Go. 39 years since the Raiders won the Super Bowl. 20 years since we last won a playoff game. 20 years since we last won an AFC West title. 20 years since we had a top 10 defense, or top 15 defense. 12 years since we last returned a kick uh, for a touchdown. 12 head coaches in the last 20 years. And in the last 20 years, we've had two, not three, two winning seasons. Damn, Murph. <laughs> we deserve better. Yeah, we do. <laughs> there you go. Oh man. Oh, there you go. So appreciate all of you checking us out here tonight. <laughs> Glad to depress you yeah. on the way out the door. <laughs> and don't forget to tip your servers, but we appreciate you, Raider Nation, for checking in for this episode <laughs> of Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 279. Uh, I'll leave it to Michelle to just yeah. go ahead and shout out the chat. But yeah. I just want to thank all three of you tonight. Y'all were awesome. Yeah. Uh the QB Jeff always killing it with the insight and the analysis on everything. Appreciate it. Appreciate Michelle. Appreciate your takes on everything as always the passion that you bring to Raider Nation and how about CPA yeah. Joel stepping in last minute to come, step in for Swago and uh, did a great job over there on the buttons and everything the guy had never even seen our soundboards before did great. and uh, yeah. he's all over it so appreciate you CPA Joel Michelle go ahead and take us on out alright so in the chat we got Hardcore Raider Tida's in there Pineapple's in there Berendo Ball Bomber I'm not, that's a new name I've not heard. Kill Jadis is in there. Um, Paul. Paul. Hard, oh, I said Hardcore Raider. Lee B's in there. A lot of lot of the regulars in there. Guys, Murph just hit us with some really sad stuff. And guess what? You get to stew on it for the next two weeks. So, <laughs> man, that was that was some bummer. That was some bummer shit. That's bummer shit, man. I mean, that's all I got to say about that's that. That's what we're but, dealing with, though. Hey, but guess what? Y'all get to see us in two weeks. So. Absolutely, we'll be back. CPA Joel, any words on the way out? Hey, thank you guys for everything you're doing for the foundation. Thank you for uh, making me part of the club. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to a good Raiders offseason and a That's better right. next season. Amen, dude. That's Amen. Right. Show them that football one more time. 
We're taking your bids. Show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Make it more than twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, man, that's that thing beautiful. is super slick. QB Jeff, shout out the business, shout out the podcast. Anything else you got going on? I yeah, appreciate it, Murph. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, if you want any good college football content, Group of Five Guys at Group of Five Guys on all the social media. We're on YouTube as well. We're in our off season as well, so our shows every other week. Uh, we interview coaches. We'll be down at the Senior Bowl, so anybody down in Mobile, Alabama, reach out, shoot me a direct message. We'd love to meet anybody that's going to go to that thing. And uh, if you're in Alameda or Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Domenico's yeah. Italian Deli. Yeah, yeah let's go. Take care of you. Best sandwiches on the planet right there. All right, Raider Nation, we love you guys very much. Everybody in the chat, everybody that interacts with you each and every week, everybody on the Twitters, even though you you pendejos and you haters and all that good <laughs> stuff, we still love you, man, and appreciate you supporting Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, I guess, uh, as Mosh would say, Adios, malingerers! Get out, YouTube! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.